where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Good morning, St. Louis, and welcome into another day of a special short week of Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. I'm Kerry Davis, and I'll be joined by Chris Kerber and Brooke Grimsley every day this week from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Randy and I will be starting the opening drive next Monday, September 12th at 7 a.m., but for today, we've got a Cardinals comeback, NFL opening day, and a show filled with guests. Actor and comedian David Koechner, Major Major League Baseball Network, lead host Greg Amzinger, and St. Louis native and Premier League defender Tim Ream, and a friend of the show J.R. Jeremy Rutherford. But first, wait, good I morning. Gotta, okay, I gotta before we jump into all the okay. sound and stuff, and, and let's go. since this is the show formerly known as Character and Smallman, so we're just now. trying to we're just a symbol. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's just totally derail this thing right off the hop. <laughs> uh, I think now now. I again, as I've, I'm very vocal about. I, I am part of the Randy Carricker coaching tree. Okay, I was I was a Randy Carricker intern. Okay, as as Greg Amzinger was, as so many others in in, in is the he, sports world. Is he world. like the Bill Belichick of the of the broadcast media world? Better probably. Better. Yeah, better because most of his assistants don't have success. Randy's interns okay. have success. They have success. Right. Yeah. Right. So I can. I can, I can you know, see that. I'd say more Bill Parcells because Bill Parcells' yeah, assistants had amazing. success. Because wasn't go. Bill Belichick yeah. under Bill Parcells? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the Giants or, or yeah, the Pats yeah, somewhere? Yeah, okay, so I think next Monday, when you and Randy Carricker kick off the opening drive, that's the official start of the new show. It is. You should just get here early enough and, and sit in this seat. This nah, is no, 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 no. Okay, and <laughs> no let's way. just see. Curves, you don't have enough money to have me to sit in no, this no, seat. No, no, just sit. No, no, no. You just sit in this seat, <laughs> and let's just see if Randy comes in and goes, uh... Carrie, that's my cedar if he looks at you and says, no. okay, you're a Super Bowl champion no. and you're a head football coach right I, now. So we're like, I, I think we should film that. I have too much respect and admiration to sit in Randy's seat. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, Curse, but Randy is, is he's, he's very, he's the nicest man you will meet, but yeah, you don't yeah. want him to be upset. So, you know, I would not sit in his seat. Okay. I, I will stay will where I'm located. Because we know one of these seats in here that is no good, and anytime you sit in it, it drops right. <laughs> at least do me the, the pleasure of, 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 of putting him, put and, that and seat over here you on and him. send it to yeah. you. I, I see what I can do with well, that. Because there's got to be some practical <laughs> joker in you, right? Oh, I definitely have that. All right. Last night, great comeback win by the Cardinals. It was scoreless through the third when Goldie took another step to that historic triple crown with a leadoff solo home run in the fourth to make it 1-0. Launched into deep left field off the bat of Goldschmidt and gone into Big Neckland. Home run number 35. And he's driven in 108 and it's 1-0 St. Louis. After that, it goes a little bit poorly for the Cardinals in the 7th and the 8th. Nationals finally break through on Jordan Montgomery with a Cesar. 
Hernandez triple to score one. Then JoJo Romero and Gallegos crack into the eighth uh, to allow four for the Nationals to make it five to one going into the bottom of the ninth. And that's when the Cardinals finally woke up. Arenado ground row double drives in two. Arenado hits it down the right field line, slicing fair. Over the sidewall, a ground rule double, a run will score, nobody out here in this ninth inning. And the Cardinals have something going now. Then you get Dickerson to get one across with a ground out uh, that scores Goldie. Molina <laughs> singles to left and scoring Arenado. The 1-0 pitch. Molina, a base hit out to left. Cuts the lead to one. Cardinals then pinch hit for uh, Yachty with St. Louis native Deluzio. Uh, he brings up the moment for us, the moment of the night for us with Tommy Edmond. Edmond lines it out to deep left field. Back, back, back. It's down. One run is in. Deluzio will score, and the Cardinals will win it. The Cardinals come from behind in the bottom of the ninth. They score five and win it. Six, five. So, down, <laughs> 5 was awesome. one. It, it was It was awesome. And, and just as the night before you had the awesomeness of, of Ryan Helsley's interest, entrance, last night you had a team that was down. Most people think, you know, 5-1, ninth inning. Matt, let's head. Let's, 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 beat the, let's beat the cars out, of, out into the park and let's get out of here so we don't have to deal with the traffic. And you, you're able to run, score five runs in the ninth inning to take the win to get the win, and and that's what good teams do. ESPN Stats and Info, and Brooke, you were there uh, and, and in the locker room afterwards, but ESPN Stats and Info put out a tweet after that game, and, and these types, I love these kinds of things because I'm going, really, I'd have lost that bet. That was the first time this season that a team entered the bottom of the ninth inning down by four or more and came back to win it in the ninth. Yeah, And that happened, and I guess their stats had something like it was – 800 and it, it happened like 817 times and I'm, and, and I'm sitting there going like I would have lost a bet that at some point over the course of this whole season some team was coming back in the bottom of the ninth down by four or more like I don't know why I would have thought that but I just would have and I sat there and went really like that's that's an amazing stat when you think that no one had done that yet this year but a great turnaround in Brooke that the vibe in that locker room had to be just like business-like, but also confident. Well, afterwards, too, I mean, Ali, Mar- Ali Marmal, excuse me, this is a early morning because it was a late <laughs> night for me, guys. On the TV side of things, let me just go ahead and put this out there. I had already cut my highlights. So a lot of people don't realize that that's what we do. We cut our highlights. We yeah. get those on TV. I was done. You know, like by the ninth inning, my highlights were already sent. You know, it was down five to one. And then all of a sudden I looked up and I'm like, what is happening right now? And the way that they were able to come back, you had Nolan Arnott. You had so many things line up. You even had that great Tyler O'Neill walk as well, which really helped that. And then for Tommy Edmond, he hits a 98-mile-per-hour fastball, and that was out to deep left for the game-winning double that brought in two runs. The Cardinals are able to walk it off. Get this. This is the second time this season that Tommy Edmond has had a walk-off winner. The energy was just absolutely crazy. Marmol even saying afterwards, look, I went through a lot of emotions. I went from angry to 
to happy. And how could you not be with a finish like that, winning 6-5? to five? And for the Cardinals, too, that just shows that even when they're down and out, when you think that they might be done, they're able to come back. And look, I know that I'm not even going to look at the text line right now because I'm sure there's going to be text pouring in. Like, Brooke, it's the Nationals. I get that. But the Nationals have actually been kind of spoilers as of late, have, had, have been able to win some games against some really good teams, including the Mets, prior to this series against the Cardinals. And you can't just discount them in that way. The fact that the Cardinals are still able to find a way to win says a lot about this ball club right now. And especially, too, after that win last night, St. Louis has moved nine and a half games ahead of Milwaukee for the National League Central lead. You have to like that. You know what was awesome? Brad Thompson made a comment, and this was... uh, I knew I should have written it down at, at the time. The... They they get it was I, I, it was when um, uh, not not Dylan Carlson who 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 hit before O'Neill. Um, Are you talking about Yachty? No no no. Um, it was. I anyway, remember it, who it was. Ba- the batter comes up. I'll, I'll I'll remember. I'm blanking all of a sudden. But he said, "Listen." He goes, "They're playing the shift against him," and he goes, "And, and if he hits into a double play, Dickerson." Oh, it was was Dickerson. that Dickerson? Okay, Dickerson. he hits it. If, if he hits into a double play. If he hits into a double play here, obviously the game is over. He goes, they're going to pitch him to the outside. And if you can wait on it and drive that ball to the opposite side, that's what you want. Now, eventually, he strikes out. Okay, but but what does Edmund do on the game winning? Outside pitch, drove it the other way like it was like it was a kind of it was great analyst work by Brad Thompson. And it was awesome to see that's that's how they want it. But I was also really encouraged too by this. So you kind of get the feeling sometimes that if the Cardinals are down, it's going to be the home run that brings them back into yeah. it. And if they don't get that home run or that long ball from somebody, it isn't going to happen. It was everything but the home run in the ninth inning. And well, that is something I really liked. I think that you're seeing a team that, as I said earlier, believes that they can win any game, any type of way. It doesn't have to be the long ball. They can find ways to manufacture runs, um, get speed on base. Yachty gets a clutch hit and is able to get out of the game and get a get a runner on there. And, and the thing that I thought was the, the most hilarious thing that I saw, when Edmund, when the game, when he hit the hit, got the second, he was looking up like, oh, we won? We won it. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he had that look he on was his almost face. like, wow, the game is over. Oh. We did score two. Well, that's being in the moment. It, that's locked it's in funny and that you not say knowing that. what's going on and not really, you know, taking in that moment. Yeah, afterwards, Edmund said, I definitely thought he caught it at first. Once I heard the cheering and saw everyone running out to me, I realized what had happened. It went from bad to good pretty quickly. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so because that was just so exciting to see even Yachty running out there on the field. The fact that they were able to really grind it out there in the ninth inning says a lot about this group. And also now the Cardinals are at a season high 25 games over 500. And I know that, look, the strength of the schedule towards the second half, especially right now for the Cardinals, you would say, well, I would hope that they would be doing well. Well, yeah, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing right now against the teams that you should be beating. And building up a really nice lead in the National League Central, which is what you're supposed to do. And personally, I believe they're exceeding some of those expectations as well. You're seeing different players, different nights come up. Tommy Edmond, just in general, he extended his hitting streak to 10 games with that last night. 10 games. That just shows you he's also getting hot at the right time, which all leads to everything, as we keep saying over and over again, breaking for the right time for the Cardinals. A little bit of that devil magic. I don't know. Maybe, guys, we need to come up with a new name at this point. (laughs) The 2011 magic is what that is. Yeah. 
not only are they leading the NL Central, they are also making their way to possibly getting that number two seed, which will be an awesome thing if they're able to continue to win and go at this pace. Coming up next, actor and comedian David Kegner will be in studio. We'll talk with him about what he's got going on and, you know, why he's here in St. Louis. That's coming up next on Character and Smallman. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. St. Louis, Carriker and Smallman Show. I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Chris Kerber and Brooke Grimsley, and we have a special guest in with us, actor, comedian David Kegner, best known for The Office, Anchorman, The Goldbergs, and 200 plus other things, nice. I would assume. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? I'm very glad, well. to, glad to have you here. I'm very well. You know, I'll tell you, uh, listeners, what I just heard. Brooke said uh, she's going to try today. Is that something new? I'm going to try comedy. I'm going to try <laughs> comedy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to comedy. That's not the sentence you said, young person. She left the you word said, out. You know what? Today I'm going to try. I'm going to try this Okay, comedy. so I was flattered, but now I'm like, okay. So I thought you, you know, kind of just half a it, but, but today's <laughs> no, really the day. No, today, today I'm putting in all effort. I'm trying at the comedy, at the comedy. So the if comedy. you have any That's of the start. comedy That's a great start. Advice. Yes, yes. Yeah. the comedy. So the it's comedy. Well, the, the best comedy. advice, I guess, I, one could give <laughs> in comedy is be funny. Okay. Yeah. I'll but try it's, that. It's impossible. That, that's probably the most important part. Also, isn't it? when you think I'm going to be funny, it never <laughs> is, right? So I just have to just not be, think about all you got to do is be uh, truthful. Okay. Yes, good. Don't think. Okay, good. I'll do that. If you respond, <laughs> so, if we you want you to try and not think today. If you respond truthfully in the moment, chances are you're going to get some laughies. Laffies. Is that okay. what they're called? Are they called laffies? With the kids these days? I, yeah, no, I think they say laffies. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Get some laffies. David Brooks going to be real modest. She she probably wouldn't tell you this, but it was watching you and Anchorman that made her want to become a sportscaster. Are you that's, serious? Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually a local sportscaster. Uh-huh. So I just remember when I was younger, I watched your impression of a sportscaster, right. and that's what ignited <laughs> the fire in the me. Passion. So wow. it, I don't know if you got to catch any of it last night, but I also said a whammy at the end. So, you know, the Cardinals, huge win, and I ended it with a nice whammy. Did you really? Yeah, no. I like Brooklyn. No. <laughs> oh, oh, you're a liar. Oh, okay. You said to lie, right? No, I said you be truthful. Said to, uh, be true. Whoopsies. <laughs> you, heard, you, heard, you heard lie. There's a lot to unwrap. Is your nickname Onion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have just, lots of layers. Layers. Okay. Yes. There you go. Everybody likes parfaits. <laughs> wow, okay. No, but be truthful. Yes. But you would prefer to lie. This is nice, Brooke. Do you, co- do you feel your coworkers trust you? I think so, yeah. Okay. I hope so. Well, well this is my first week with all first, of us we're, together. We're just learning one so another. So this is so, a lot yeah. okay. to unpack. Well, yeah. I'm here at the beginning of something amazing. There you go. Yeah, and we're this done is... on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> four good days and then we give like, it back to the real people. You're like a short cruise. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so I'm sure you get asked this all the time, and, I, and I'm sure you I, I may know the answer, but... What is your favorite character or favorite movie that you you participated in? That's I think right. most people say well, it's like course, your I mean, children, so Anchorman, it's hard to pick one. Anchorman's great because those are a lot of my longtime friends, right? You know, so those are always special. Um, but it's too hard to pick yeah. one. It's like you know, pick your favorite kid, and we all have one. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're darn right. The, yeah, yeah, the kids yes. are day to day, aren't they? Day to day, kids are day to day. I like this one today. <laughs> 
And then when one of them wounds you, you're like, wow. Yeah. You you don't, secretly, you were my favorite in your head. Right? I never said it out loud. You were my favorite yeah. till just now. Yeah. Um, those are all great. Cheap Thrills is a great one that people don't see. Now, this is not for children, folks. Cheap Thrills. Okay. It's a um, it's a twisted movie, and it's a dark comedy, but it's not mostly a comedy. I mean, no. there's some comic moments in it, but it's dark. Not for those under 16, I would say. Brooke, you can watch it next year. <laughs> next year? Yeah. I just turned 30. That's a compliment. Hey, what, <laughs> thank you. David, what, what would be a couple of your favorite comedy movies that you were not in? Oh. Like your go-to comedy movies. Sure. Well, I'm Monty Python on the Holy Grail, Life oh, yeah. of Brian. Uh, yep. I'm, a, I'm a huge Monty Python fan. Oh, oh my gosh. Have you seen In Bruges? No. Oh. No. Oh, Seven Psychopaths. Oh, these are good movies. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm now on the floor. Oh, I'm balled up. Oh. Get him up, get him up. I tell you what, In Bruges is just, it's subtle, but it's so funny. Oh, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. So those are a couple. Those are the, um, Goodfellas is a, always a good laugh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, the one part, no, just, just the end. You like it when, when Pesci's character just oh gets it. Oh my gosh, take a hammer yeah. to someone's head. That's I mean, that's just, funny. I mean, that's, that's Three Stooges is funny. That'll get I'm, a, I'm understanding the comedy now. That's a laughing. Yeah. That is a, a laughing. laughing. That's a laughing. That's a laughing. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm a not, you know, the stuff, we all love stuff, grow, you know, we remember watching when we were growing up. So yeah. Monty Python, the Holy Grails is huge for me. And uh, anyway, and then when I was a, a man child, still am, uh, movies like In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, great, great films. Very nice. Well, you can see, uh, folks, you can see David Keckner this week uh, he, over at the Helium Comedy Club uh, all weekend long. And, yeah. and this is awesome, too. So, so... You get into the Todd Packer character and and do trivia. Little Pack. When did you start that one? Yes. That's a matinee show, four o'clock on Saturday okay. at Helium. It's uh, the Office trivia with the real Todd Packer. So easy, ladies. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, fellas, send your wives. <laughs> Is it a ladies' night? What? Yes, of course. Yes, yes, of course. I'll say yes. It's a ladies' afternoon. Oh. There's a chaise lounge in the green room. <laughs> And it's very dirty. That's what she said. <laughs> so, David, you grew up in, in Tipton, Missouri. And, up, and yeah. uh, so, so tell us about your upbringing and, and what led you to become an actor and, and a comedian. <laughs> How much time we got? There you go. Exactly right. I'm one of six kids. My father was a manufacturer. He manufactured livestock trailers for turkeys. So if you've ever seen turkeys go down the road on a 40-foot trailer, most likely manufactured there in Tipton. So my life growing up was working for my dad. I started working for my dad when I was seven years old. Oh. I mean, you know, and he probably gave me a break because my guess is he started working at four. So he thought, well, I'm going to spoil these kids if I don't put them to work at seven. So I did that all my life. And then um, catching the turkeys. No, turkey, okay, good listener. Uh, no, the <laughs> livestock trailers. Well, we yeah. didn't raise birds. Okay. We caged them. So you just, so you, you just it was just about sing? the transportation. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Uh, livestock trailers. And we didn't drive them, we just built the trailer, right? Gotcha. The, the, the racks, the cages. Um, because I don't think there's anything more endearing, probably, than just to seeing a, 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 you know, it's basically, it's a, it's a meat wagon, because they're on their way to their death, their end. Yes. 
the processing plant a kill floor. Wow. Um, so that's the best part. I wish I could go along There's every no time. There's no laughies like, ah. with that, though. No laughies? I don't know. Well, you got to eat you're into, Right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. we're far afield. So uh, I was a uh, very small town. So not a lot of theater, believe it or not. In Tipton, <laughs> there would be one, <laughs> one play a year put on by the high school. So I, w- I liked that. I thought, this looks cool. And then when I was 13, uh, I watched Saturday Night Live. For the, well, I was, I'd seen... Like Monty, the same year I watched the first um, season of Saturday Night Live, that's when I, I found uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and then I was just hooked. I'm like, that's what I want to do. Pretty I cool. love it. End of story. That was under five minutes. You said wow. one of seven. What number were you? One of six. One of six. What I'm number? Third. Third. Surprise. Okay, so right in the middle. So look at me. Look at me. <laughs> one of six. He was one. seven. We don't know where he <laughs> came from. <laughs> nice. Nice. Why, why, yes, look at me. Uh, why am I not? I'll get in trouble if that's what it takes. Oh, now you're looking. Okay. How was your first pitch last night? Very poor. Really? Very poor, yes. I didn't did you, get to did see you Is there a video of this? No, I didn't practice. No practice. You okay. know, this week was 108 in uh, LA all week, and I kept thinking to myself, well, I got I to gotta go there out there and start warming up <laughs> and, you know, slowly get to 90 feet, right? Um, but I do. I have five kids of my own, okay. so I don't have my own life. Right. I have theirs. <laughs> so running them around all weekend, and they like them. Oh my gosh, walking the dogs. Oh lordy, they're so much fun. You should come out, Brock, and walk the dogs. Yeah, I could do that. I have my own dog, Stevie Nicks. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. And I walk. And her. you are a big fan of Fleetwood Mac. No. No. That's, Who's that? You're kidding. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> It's the, See, I told you, you I was going to try the comedy. That was, that was, was, that was, was there good timing? That was good, yes, okay, because all right, all right, perfect. I, I bought into it and reacted truthfully, didn't I? Yes. yes. See? And look then what me. happened? Then what happened? These Now, it's not look at me. It's like, look at us. Look <laughs> at us. Yeah. So you're, you're saying way, I can bro. go to L.A.? Tomorrow. Did I say that? I thought you did. I don't you, think you that kind of said it like off mic. Are you sure this is being recorded? Rockio heard it okay. over here. Yeah. David, okay. he he's shaking his head yes. When people come to see you in, in, in the stand-up routine like, like you're going to be doing here at, at the Helium Comedy Club this weekend, have you found with the success of Anchorman and The Office that people are almost expecting... Those oh, characters to of be course. seen, or do you can you can you get away from it at all and, and kind of get back to some roots? Well, my goal is to disappoint, uh, <laughs> and if you speak to my kids, you'll know that I do. That You're successful at daily. it. <laughs> no, you know, I know why people come. Sure, I give them what they want. I mean, the whole show is not that, but certainly right. that's part of it. You know, they're good, like I will sometimes wait. Uh, and not do any of the references until later in the show. And there's always some guy in the audience just can't take it anymore. Like, whammy! Out of nowhere, right? So I'm like, oh, is it time? Is it whammy time? Okay. Who needs a binky? <laughs> well, you also had a character. Uh, oh, boy. I got uh, And now the whammy thing throws me. Swarmy? Did Swabby. Swami? Swabby. 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 Yes, Swabby. Saturday Night Live. Oh, my gosh. All right. I, Deep that one's yeah. Right. That one was a classic get, for me. Get Swabby, yeah. <laughs> and his catchphrase was "I'm Swabby." You know that would not be annoying, would it? No, I thought no. it was awesome. I thought that was your coworker. It was sort of like I'm waiting to see if you break into something from the Popeye movie, or right? just go all you know. Exactly, exactly. You'd have Swabby coming in every once in a while when you're on the air, 
And what yep. are you doing there, Swabby? I'm Swabby! <laughs> That's all he'd ever say. Actor, comedian David Kegner is performing at the Helium Comedy Club this weekend, September 8th through the 10th. Tickets are available at heliumcomedy.com. Uh, David, what else you got for us? Anything else going on? Any any new projects on the on the horizon? Well, I did the Goldbergs. I'm doing the Goldbergs again. And then I think it's okay to say Justified has a new uh, series. They're just doing eight episodes, Justified Primeval. So I did one of those. I did a movie this summer. I don't know. Independent movies, so you never know when those are going to come yeah. out. There's one or two at film festivals right now. And you mentioned people like, what are you talking about? Because they, they may never see them. Yeah. Independence is tricky. Sometimes they blow up and sometimes they're just, you know, don't see the light of day. That one is called something that's coming not to my mind. Um, it's called Stevie Nicks. There you go. Oh, nice. There you go. I see what you did there. I see I see the comedy and the laughies that are happening here. Happening that's, called, here. that's called a, a callback, Brooklyn. <laughs> okay, I have one request, just okay. because, as we mentioned here, you ignited the fire in me to be a local sportscaster. Mm-hmm. Can you do me a favor and do one little sports read for me? Just please, as the sportscaster, and if you want to throw in your favorite tagline, because look, you went to the Cardinals game. I don't know if you stayed all the way till the end, but we had a pretty exciting nice finish. Nice comeback. There, look, yeah, I mean, in the ninth this is why he's my favorite sportscaster growing ninth. up. Because I can read? <laughs> I tried to right highlight, here? yes. Is the font possibly, big enough, Whatever Rook? you want to. I tried to make it bigger for you. Okay. I, I like that. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Dad, you're wearing your glasses. That's why you can't. No, they're on your eyes, Dad. That's why you can't find them. No Cardinals photos. walk it off to complete a five-run rally to lead the Cardinals to a 6-5 victory. Whammy! Yes. That's better than I'm Stevie Nicks. I'm Brooks' dog. I'm a talking dog. But I sound like Champ Kind. Champion Kind here, Brooklyn Manor. Oh, I, I'm going to be honest. If my dog sounded like that, I might have to send her back to the shelter. It's if a you had bit. a talking dog, you'd send it back? That is why she's doing morning radio right now. Yes. I'm worried about your checking account. Yes. Oh, it's great. Is it great? Yeah. All right, hear that, that's, fellas? That's why I'm pursuing comedy. Mama got well. money. <laughs> that's actor, comedian David Kegner performing at the Helium Comedy Club this weekend, September 8th through the 10th. Couple Tickets of shows available. a day, right? Uh, two, uh, there's one tonight, Thursday, yep. there's two Friday, and there's three shows total Saturday. I, I got to pull a triple. Uh, uh, you wow. know, some baseball players have a double. I got a triple. <laughs> uh, so, yes, afternoon matinee of, uh, of uh, the Office Trivia with Real Todd Packer, and then two comedy shows thereafter. Tickets available at heliumcomedy.com. Dave, thank you for so thank you so much for stopping in and, and spending time with us this morning. Have a great show, having, have great shows this weekend. We'll do. And uh we'll be watching for those independent films whenever they come out. Outstanding. What's up, my nerds? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope a lot of laughies for you. Laughies. Yes. Laughies and dis- laughies. mixed with disappointment. <laughs> Coming back, we'll have Greg Emzinger joining us on Character and Smallman 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Character and Smallman, joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber. I'm Kerry Davis, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk to Greg Amzinger, MLB Network lead host. Greg, how are you doing this morning? I am doing well. Welcome to the party. Uh, I look forward to hanging out with you each and every Thursday. 
Uh, I've been doing this for a while, so bear with me. I'm excited <laughs> to talk. I'm excited to talk about what the Cardinals clinched last night, if you don't mind. Yes, please do. Uh, Tell the, us. Let us let us know what they clinched. The Cardinals clinched Albert Pools being in the lineup every single day <laughs> for the rest of the regular season. Yes. That, that is, is what they clinched. And more, more being ahead of the Brewers, when you're ahead of the Brewers, nine and a half games, you can't catch the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to get a home field no matter what on the National League side of the postseason bracket. The Cardinals clinched Albert Pools, who's hitting 267 against righties since the All-Star break, being in the lineup every single day going forward till the season's over. And if he's not, I will complain about it incessantly <laughs> on national television. Greg, I don't think you're the only one. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are just waiting. And any moment, I'm sure you've seen, any time that Albert Pujols steps up to the plate, fans at Bush Stadium are on their feet. I mean, can you just talk about how special this is right now for the St. Louis Cardinals? You have... Albert Pujols in the 700 home run hunt. You have Paul Goldschmidt with his 35th homer last night, and he's also still in the NL Triple Crown hunt. And today you have Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina tying the record for 324 starts together, tying that record for the most starts together as battery mates in Major League Baseball history. Can you just speak to just how special this all is to have this all going on at once in one season for the Cardinals? It, it, it is incredible. Uh, it really is. When you look at wins above replacement, the top two position players in the National League are both St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, you may never see that again. What Wainwright and Molina are doing as battery mates, tying the record, you'll never see that again. They're eventually going to set the record, a record that will never be broken again. It'll never – they'll have that record forever. Uh, and then what Albert Pouls is doing, this is it's, – it's bananas. Uh, the, I love analogies, so, so follow me on this one. It's like going to a Vegas show, and it's, you're watching the police – and you're watching the Rolling Stones, and you're watching Aerosmith, <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. It's the best show I've ever seen in Vegas. And then all of a sudden, Elvis pops out, and you see him walk from behind the curtain. You're like, oh, my God, are we going to see Elvis? Is Elvis going to show up? Is he going to perform? And they're like, no, not tonight. Maybe tomorrow night. So you come back to the Vegas show, and it's, I mean, it's the police. It's the Stones. It's Aerosmith. You're having the greatest night ever. And then, oh, there's an Elvis sighting again. He, he might perform tonight. This is the greatest show in St. Louis baseball history. Cardinals have won World Series championship before. I was there in 2011 during that magical come-from-behind World Series against the Rangers. I got to cover that. What a career moment for me to be a St. Louis guy and see that up close. But this regular season is unmatched. There's nothing like it. The closest thing would be what McGuire did, but we all feel dirty looking back on that now, don't we? <laughs> we all you know, feel dirty. But well, you're so right on all that. And what is fascinating about it, and the part that we just may never see again, and man, for another fan base out there, I actually hope that they get to experience this because it's not just, you're not just watching the hype of, of, one of the greatest hitters of all time potentially hit 700 home runs and and a team, but the team is also now in first place. So the the playoffs look like they're going to get there. Who knows what could happen? The, the the management improved the rotation at the trade deadline and 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 things are clicking. But every single night, it's not it's not just it's not just a chase, but like 
all-time numbers are being set. Yadier Molina, you know, becoming the the second most starts of any catcher in the history. We're talking about just historical stuff happening, and it's not just one guy. It's several different things happen at once every night. Every night, and you can look back, and this is one of the, the narratives that no one's talking about, could be greatest rookie class in Cardinal history during a regular season. And in any normal year, that would be the headline for a franchise. To have so many rookies impact what this team is doing, they wouldn't be where they're at right now without Brendan Donovan, without Nolan Nolan Gorman, without Lars Nukbar, who's become an emerging leadoff guy. Juan Yepes was raking for a while until Albert kind of took it away from him. They have Matthew Liberatore, who people can see he will be a, a serious contributor to this club going forward. This has been an amazing rookie class, and that's always been what the Cardinals do. They spend smart money, Arenado and Goldschmidt, that's smart money. That's a lot of money, but it's smart money. Look, they play every single day. They're MVP candidates. They're aging well. Why? They're Hall of Famers. Then you've got this incredible group of veterans who know how to lead. Everyone's adoring Albert Pools, putting his arm around all these young kids. Yadier Molina is teaching how to have instincts in the game. Adam Wainwright is showing that you don't need to throw 98 miles an hour with spin rate to get people out. His ERA, a tick over three, and he's 41. It's an incredible thing to watch. This is an impactful season for baseball, not just for St. Louis baseball, but for the collective. There are so I – don't, I don't know if you guys saw what Joe Madden did on Jason Stark's podcast, that interview that he had, about how analytics are just being jammed down teams' throats and how every team is cookie-cutter. They're all – playing the same way, celebrating the same way. All their rosters look the same. Style of play is so similar all over the the country. It's not the case for the Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals have their history, which they adore, and and they are proud of it, and they're celebrating their historical figures. They have their new foundational pillars in Arenado and Goldschmidt, and yet they're always drafting, developing, and nurturing the next wave of young stars, which you're seeing with the young rookies in this, on this roster. There's no organization like this. They are the creme de la creme. Yankee fans, you can, you can throw all the World Series titles they bought in my face. Go ahead and try. This is <laughs> the best brand in Major League Baseball. There's nothing close to it. Cardinal baseball is number one ahead of the entire sport. Greg, that leads me to my next question because I was going to talk to you about the Yankees. And since the trade deadline, they are 11-20, and 20, and the Cardinals are 27-8. and 8. And, and one main piece that came over in that trade deadline was from the Yankees and Jordan Montgomery. It, it, what have you seen from him, and, and do you think that that trade in itself is, is kind of the catalyst to help them uh, help the Cardinals and, and really has been hurting the Yankees? No doubt. I mean, we just did a segment last night where we, we have to stop saying, oh, the Padres won the trade deadline on the day of the trade deadline. Let's, let's, let's pause for a second and see how that all works out. Juan Soto has been terrible. Josh Bell's hitting under 200. And Josh Hader has an ERA of 17 and a half. They have not won the trade deadline. So we revisited it and we said, okay, 
Who has won the trade deadline? Let's look at the candidates. And it was the Philadelphia Phillies with uh, Noah Syndergaard, Brandon Marsh, uh, David Robertson has been very good in the back end of their bullpen. They're a candidate. They've been good. Uh, then you got the Seattle Mariners who, I mean, they went out and got Matt Boyd, who I don't know, he may, I think he's had two appearances out of the bullpen. But Luis Castillo is a big gift for them. He's a game one guy. He's important. Then you got the Cardinals who put two starting pitchers in their starting rotation, and they're going to win a division, Jordan Montgomery and Jose Quintana. Now, again, I might be biased, but I think the Cardinals won that. Uh, Jordan Montgomery and ERA at 1.47 with the Cardinals, 5-0 and before last night's start. And he spit the hook. He didn't get the loss. But my friends, Dan Plesek and Harold Reynolds, believe that the Mariners won the trade deadline. I politely disagreed. As for why I think Jordan Montgomery is a game changer, it goes back to what I was saying about Joe Madden. Everyone's cookie cutter. Everyone does the same thing. Well, if you're a Yankee, they make you throw cutters. They make you throw sinkers with your fastball. They don't want you throwing forcing fastballs. Collectively, no matter what kind of human you are, they don't want you doing that. So when Jordan Montgomery was with the Yankees, he threw his forcing fastball 8.5% of the time. This is all factual information. You can look it up if you don't believe me, but it's true. Now, since he's been with the St. Louis Cardinals, he throws his forcing fastball over 33% of the time. Is that just coincidence? Or is that maybe Yadier Molina going to Adam Wainwright, I don't know why this guy doesn't throw his four-seam fastball. He's got a great heater, but he never throws it. Now they get him on the same team, they're like, hey, you need to throw your four-seamer more. This is not – this is a team that plays as a team. They talk baseball. They hang out. They chat about the sport. They're not waiting for a dissertation from a front office executive that's never worn a uniform before to teach them these things. The Cardinals have that pixie dust. They have the human element on their side, and that is why I believe they're a legitimate World Series championship contender. This is not a fluke. I think the human element is what separates the great teams from the good, and the Cardinals have that on their side. Well, Greg, first of all, we appreciate you being such an advocate of the St. Louis Cardinals, especially on the national level. Kind of speaking of which, as I mentioned, Paul Goldschmidt with his 35th home run last night, he still has his run going for the first NL Triple Crown since 1937. Do you think that he's not getting as much of the attention that he deserves What for what also he's accomplishing this season? Because I feel like he's almost under the radar, and that's one of the questions I get the most is like, why am I not seeing more nationally for attention-wise for Paul Goldschmidt and what he's accomplishing to this year? Uh, it's a it's a pretty simple answer. It's the greatest MVP race of all time on the other side of the scorecard, which is the American League. It's getting all the attention. Uh, why is Shohei Otani not the slam dunk most valuable yeah. player? Right? I mean, Shohei Otani's got a. It will, we'll never see this again. Uh, there, there's a player right now for the Rays. Uh, Unieski Bethencourt, uh, and he to me is going to be the new trend. The Otani effect is going to bring more Bethencourts to baseball. What he does is he's a catcher, he's a first baseman, he's a DH. He's also a guy that throws 95 off the mound with a nasty slider. He's a legit reliever. Legit. That is what Shohei Otani is going to do to the game. Every team will have a Bethencourt. That's coming to Major League Baseball. It is. Trust me, it is. Uh, but there will never be a Shohei Otani again. What he's doing, he's a unicorn. It will never happen again. Based on how he performs, he should be the MVP every year. He's the most valuable. He's an all-star slugger, and he's a Cy Young contender. That is the most (laughs) valuable. But unfortunately, it takes a historical season that we've never seen before 
to take an MVP away from someone that is as talented as Otani. And that is what we're getting from Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is going to go and surpass Roger Maris's number of 61 home runs, which he hit in 1961, which was 61 years ago. And Aaron Judge will be the first player not connected to steroids to do that. And it annoys me that we're numb to that narrative. Oh, no big deal. Shohei should win. Hey, what's Aaron Judge's ERA? Okay. Well, I haven't seen Shohei Otani at 64 homers. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking up and down the Yankee lineup, and it is terrible. There's no one close to an 800 OPS other than Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is single-handedly dragging the most prominent baseball franchise to the finish line by himself in a terrible lineup. It is not good. He is the most valuable player, and because we've got this incredible, dramatic story of Judge versus Otani, that is the headline attraction. It's also New York star, L.A. star, international star versus a six foot seven RoboCop. Like, imagine if Derek Jeter <laughs> and RoboCop like had a brother. It'd be it'd be it'd be Aaron Judge. So you've got these superheroes. And then you got Paul Goldschmidt, who just might win the Triple Crown on the National League side. So that is the long answer as to why Goldie's not getting the gold treatment when it comes to the narrative nationally. Be sure to watch Greg every night on MLB Tonight on the MLB Network. Greg, I look forward to speaking with you every Thursday as we uh, close out this baseball season and get hit and gear towards the playoffs and uh, hopefully get to see Albert at, at bat. Every single night. Every night. <laughs> oh, oh, no, you will, because they clinched that last night. There you go. The Cardinals, <laughs> yeah, they didn't celebrate it. They didn't pop bottles. Uh, but maybe they did. We just didn't see it. But that, trust me, they clinched Albert playing every single day for the rest of the year. That's Greg, Greg Amziger. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you. Take, take care, guys. Thank you. Coming up next on Take It or Leave It, get your texts in to uh, 65780 on the Air Comfort text serv- service text line or leave a mic drop on the 101 ESPN, ESPN app. It's Cioli next on Character and Smallman. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Take it or leave it. Give us your feedback now by texting 65780. It's Take It or Leave It with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Powered by Gloria Lou Realty. Visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com and start packing. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman and it is time for Take It or Leave It and our off-air conversation led me to, to to bring up this this thought. We've had several off-air conversations. We, well, so I'm scared this, right now. <laughs> <laughs> this thought is is the one I came up with. Okay. Take it or leave it. This could potentially be the best Cardinal season ever. You, you uh, oh. Goldie triple crown. You know what? Battery I, uh, all-time battery between yep. Yachty and 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 uh, Wainwright. Pujols hitting 700. And potentially winning a World Series, greatest season, take it or leave okay. it. If all of those things take place, this is the greatest season in St. Louis Cardinals baseball history. Okay, I'm glad you went that direction because I thought you got to win the championship. Well, I thought with one of oh, our yeah. other no, off, no, no, no. off uh, air <laughs> we'll conversations, you're about to ask if I was <laughs> if, if we're going to pay or no. So, um, uh, so I'm gonna. 
I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, that's for another day. <laughs> I'm absolutely taking that. I think that is such a great question, Carrie. You're absolutely the fact that you could see the first triple crown in the National League in what sixty something years. The fact that that Yadier Molina just took over second place all time in starts. The fact that you could see Albert Pujols hit seven hundred. You get the battery uh, start situation tying today with Molina and Wainwright. Hopefully, break that the next time out. And then on top of that, a team that could win a World Series. Abs, I absolutely agree with that ever. comment. It could be ever the best ever. I, I, I will take it. Oh, I and, think so. And on top of that, we'll potentially have not just one, not not just have a guy win the National League MVP. You could yeah. potentially have a guy win the MVP in Goldschmidt and Arenado being the runner-up. That would that, so two MVP candidates. Mm, I'm going to leave it. I have to wait till the end of the season first before I can make. A good judgment on that because there's so. I mean, if all, so of, those, if all, all of those, if happens, all of those things saying, happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, so I'm a realist. I need it to happen. Uh, Look, you're going to tell me in all the history just, of oh, the Cardinals, air just went out of the balloon. Uh, all the history of Cardinals. Look, I'm not discounting what's happening with the Cardinals right now. It's a lot of fun, but let's wait till the end of the season. Here's the thing. The, that the could, but doesn't that thing. excite you that all that could happen? Yes, that of course it does. I'm not saying that, Curbs, but what I'm saying is that in all the history of Cardinals ba- baseball, we've had a lot. I mean, Whitey Ball, we have Red Shandings, you have Stan the Man, you have all this stuff. I can't say that this is the best Cardinals season in baseball history, considering all that history you have before if, this. If Everything, all of those, if things, all those happen, things happen. If you have a five-game parlay and you hit on all five, and Which is essentially, throw, that's what this is. Dude, World what would Series that pay again? even now? <laughs> even now, what would that pay? Because you, because you'd have to throw in the World Series yes, championship. Yes, I'll bet you that pays well. Yeah, I, there might be a bet. Oh, out we got to look that on, up. Yeah, we need to look that up. Yeah, that one we got to figure <laughs> out. All right, so now we're gonna go to the text line. There's a lot coming in for take it or leave it. She was so good with with David Keckner in here talking about her dog, and then just totally popped the, the balloon on that one on it. No. Did you did you eat your protein bar or get your essential energy? In? I have, I have. Yeah? Okay. All right, let's see. Should we do? I'll let you guys pick a Cardinals one or a Blues one for take it or leave it. I do Blues one. Do Blues. You want to do? You, you want to do a Blues one? Okay, that you're not going to like this one. Oh, I don't. That's all right. <laughs> so because of that, I'm going to pick this one. Take it or leave I it. I might this have an is opinion. Ryan O'Reilly's last year as a Blue. Leave it. Leave, leave it. it. These, these are easy it, today, man. It. We're on fire. Curve says leave it. We'll leave it. We're le- we're le- we're leaving leave it. it. Leave it right there. His uh, his impact of what he can do and what he brings to the table, and as the captain, the leadership on the ice. I'm leaving it. Uh, I I think that he's got many more years as a blue to come. Ryan O'Reilly retires as a blue in my book. I could see. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take that he's going to stay a blue. I'm gonna leave it that he's gonna leave after the season. Leave uh, what? After this season? No, I'm saying like I'm going to leave it that he's not going to return this season or next year. So you're taking, so you're taking it. it? Yes. Okay. I guess so. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to, first of all, I'm trying to, I'm trying to I was in the locker room to, last night till midnight. Leave guys, me alone, I was, in, I was in till midnight. I had to wake up this morning. And then also I'm reading the text line. Somebody wants to kill me for oh, some reason. No. Somebody said kill KMOV lady. You guys have to they chill out. Anything. First of all, chill out with yes. the stuff 
here's the thing. It's all subjective. Of course, this is a great season. I'm not saying that this is not a great season. And two, don't go out and say you're going to kill people and leave your phone number. That's if you don't, not if the you smartest don't have, thing If you, you don't have do. Devil's Advocate, then the show's no fun. <laughs> oh, my God. That was Take It or Leave It. Your Clarkson Jewelers time check is 759. Coming up next, we have Tim Ream, St. Louis native and Fulham FC defender. We will have him when we return on Carriker and Smallman, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Character and Smallman, joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber. I am Kerry Davis, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to speak to Tim Ream, St. Louis native and Fulham FC defender. Tim, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Tim, it's always great to have you. First off, and I do mean this, I, I know I'm just, I've become a big fan of the club and yours and all, but thank you for always being willing to help fill in to, uh, to give us a few minutes here. I know you're busy and things are massive over there. Just how, how has the start of the season gone from your guys' perspective? Um, it's been good. Listen, Curbs, you know I, I, I have time for, for this any, any day of the week, anytime you're stepping in. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's been great. You know, we we've um, you know had a good had a really good start. Um, you know, eight points from from the first um, six games, um, competitive in in every single you know every single game that we we've, we've played, um, and and you know arguably could could be better off um, with a you know a, a win against Liverpool um, that we we could have had uh, and and a missed penalty in the in the second game, so we could. You know, we could make the argument that we we could have had an even better start than we have, but we're um, yeah, we're happy with it so far. But looking to looking to push on. Tim, what has it been like being back in the Premier League with with Fulham? Um, it's it's been intense. Um, I think you know we we've learned a lot as a as a team um, from the last two times. Uh, there's there's still some guys like myself who've been around for seven years now. So we, you know, we've we've gone through the ups and downs and. Um, you know the the guys that are here are sick of the downs, so we're you know we're we're looking to um, to make amends for for previous failures, and uh, you know we're we're excited to you know to to be working um, you know together to to keep the the club where where we want to be, and, and that's in the you know the Premier League for for a long time. So listen, as, as this season has gone along, can you give us an idea of just what the preparation has been like uh, as you now prepare for Premier League competition every single week? Um, well, preparation for someone my age, just um, yeah, well, there's... someone a little bit younger. <laughs> just, just, the, just how do you prepare for the different level of intensity? Uh, well, listen, no, I, I, I come off the the field now, and and I'm absolutely, you know physically and, and mentally, you know, drained. Um, yeah, it takes me, you know, probably two days to recover to where previously it would only take me one. Um, but it's, it's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, film and, and tape that, that we go through. Um, I just had two, a, a meeting yesterday, a, a meeting today. Um, but we, you know, we, we do a, a typical one, uh, gym session a week, but, um, it's, a, it's a lot out on the, out, out on the field, you know, we're, we're outside for an hour and a half to two hours every, every single day. Um, you know, and, and really it's, it's the, for guys, um, like I said, especially myself, the, the recovery process after playing a game is, you know, uh, special, um, recovery pumps for the legs, 
you know, making sure you're, you're hydrating and, and just in, in general, making sure that you're, you're tuned in and, and ready to go physically and emotionally um, and, and mentally for, for every single match uh, in order to, to, you know, keep up with, uh, with the, you know, the best players in the world. Tim, what has Marco Silva meant to you and the club? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know that, that's, that there's a, a best way to, to describe it. For me personally, I mean, he came in and, and you know, he's just given everybody the, the confidence and, and myself included. You know, I've, I've played now 52 straight games um, under him. And, um, you know, he just gives you that, that confidence and, and his, his management style with, with his, you know, the, the conversations he has with all, all the, the, the guys, um, whether they're, they're in the starting 11 or they're coming off the bench or they're, they're just missing out um, and, and, you know, not in the, in the squad for the, for the matches. He's, his communication is, is fantastic. Uh, and, and he makes everybody feel a part of of what we're doing, and, and you know makes everyone feel like we're we're all pulling in the same direction. So, I think the the confidence level and the and the, the lack of um, you know nervousness and fear, um, you know, he gives us that that no fear attitude going into every single match, which is exactly what we need um, at this level. We're talking with Tim Ream. He is the captain of Fulham uh, over in London in the Premier League. Uh, They won the EFL Championship last season, got promoted uh, once again, and, uh, of course, anchors a defensive core there. Watching that last game uh, real quickly here, Tim, I almost felt that if if you had Anthony Robinson for the rest of the game kind of solidifying that left side, it might have been a different result if not a draw. Uh, but the fact that you guys have been in every single game, does it show that the lessons of a couple of years ago have been learned in terms of just the depth that you guys need to succeed in the Premier League? Without a doubt. I think that's the best um, the best way to describe it is, you know, we, we know exactly um, where we where we failed, as I said before. And, and the fact that we're, you know, we're sticking in games and, and playing until that, you know, the, the final whistle goes at, at 95, 96 minutes. Um, and, and even pushing for, you know, like you said the, the other day against Tottenham, could have could have snuck an equalizer there um, towards the end. Um, you know, it, it shows the, the mentality of the group, but it also shows the fitness. Uh, you know, we we worked so hard during the week, um, have had a you know really really tough preseason to to keep pushing um, when when it's you know the 96th, 97th minute, um, and and making sure that that you know we're we're close to getting something um, from games that that no one really expects us to to get a point out of um you know i think it says a lot about the mentality of the team um but you're right you know anthony has had a had a you know fantastic start to the to the season and and you know things very well could have been could have been different had he not picked up that little knot tim you have a a tough task even though they're struggling uh now they they have always been one of the, the premier teams in chelsea in a couple of days uh First of all, what do you need to do to get to to get the win? And will you have a chance to catch up with your former teammate Christian Pulisic? And if so, is it is it dinner? Is it a better? What do you got going on with him? Um, yeah, well, listen, we'll we'll approach the game the same the same way we we do every um, every game. You know, we'll we'll analyze where where we can you know we we can take advantage of their weaknesses. Um, you know, they're a, a fragile team right now um, with a you know potentially a new manager just now going to be coming in place in the next um, you know day day and a half. Um, you know, losing in the Champions League the other night, up and down in, in the season. So, um, you know, we we like I said, we we've done video. We know where we can where we can hurt them. We know obviously where where they're strong. But 
um, you know, Marco and, and the, the management staff have done a good job of focusing on, on ourselves and, and not too much what, what the other teams are doing. And um, in, in terms of Christian, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a catch up um, obviously after the game, uh, you know, chat for five, 10 minutes, but um, you know, they're, they're, we live right around the corner. So it's, it's not hard to, to catch up with him and, and, and have dinner every now and again. But, you know, I think he's so focused at the, at the moment, trying to get into that, um, that starting 11 there and, and get some minutes that um, he's not uh, he's not a very happy camper at, at the minute. I, I know we, we've got a lot of fans uh, of the club both he, here in St. Louis that that always gather over at Amsterdam Tavern uh, listening and you know frankly around the country every time we have you on because we, we know how special it is can you give us an idea Tim of just what you're seeing from a confidence level and the goal scoring right now of Alexander Mitrovic and how he has carried uh, a record-setting season last year in the championship to the same unbelievable start this year for you guys in the Premier League. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, I think I, I saw something the other day. He's got 50 goals in 50 games. Um, you know, going back to last season, uh, and it's it's just it's something that that you know the the manager has done again. You know, credit to him. Um, he's come in and, and he's really. Um, you know, given all of the players a you know a really big confidence boost and and sets the team up um, and and sets the tactics up in a way that that gets the best out of Mitro, um, and you know we know that that if we can get the ball to him in and around the you know the 18 yard box that he's gonna he's gonna create chances and he's gonna put put goals away and and so you know to see him carry on um, after all the things that have been said that you know that he can't do it in the in the Premier League and that he's too this, he's too that, he's, um, you know, he's, he's a, only good in the championship, you know, to, to see him come out um, firing six goals in six games um, and, and really just shutting people down and, and shutting people up is, has been so much fun to see. Um, and, and the fact that he's carried it on from, from last year is just all the more impressive. All right, Tim, I think we have one last question for you. Are U.S. players making a larger impact in the Premier League? Um, I think so. I think you're, you're seeing more and more. Um, you know, there was a, a lull there, um, you know, probably five, six years ago um, where, the you know, it wasn't such a, a big impact. But you got you look at, at Brendan Aronson, um, Tyler Adams, Christian's not not playing as much, obviously, as, as we said. But, um, you know, when, when he does play, he, he can make a, a huge impact. Um, you know, Anthony Robinson playing playing next to me on the left myself. Um, yeah, I think you're you're seeing a, a group of players that that really are are striving and, and wanting to achieve more um, than than the previous uh, you know contingent of Americans that were that were in the Premier League and um, you know guys are, are continually kind of moving across Matt Turner now at, at Arsenal and, and even the guys who were in um, in on the mainland in in Europe um, looking at, at making moves into the Premier League because we all know that it's it's the best and most competitive. Um, and, and where all the best players play. So it's definitely, you know, I think guys are really wanting to, to you know, put their, put their mark and put their stamp and, and kind of carry the flag for, for Americans. Um, and, and I think you're seeing that uh, a lot this year going into the World Cup. Tim, as you know, we have uh, St. Louis City Football Club starting here uh, shortly. Could you see yourself coming home at some point and, and, and being a part of that as, as maybe a manager or, or some type of role back home? <laughs> this is a, a million dollar question, isn't it? Um, no pressure, you know. What? You know, <laughs> you know I, I, I don't know. Um, I think 
I would I would love to stay over here um, and, and finish my career uh, just because I have that that competitive desire and, and um, you know want to, to continually push myself um, you know even at, at you know 34 35 years old in terms of management that's too much I, I, I'm away from I'm away from my family enough as it is so yeah. I, I see how the manager works here and, and how much time they spend at the at the training ground and I just I don't know maybe an ambassador role um, because you know it's it's one of those things that, that I've been away for so long. Um, I don't really know a lot of the, um, you know, the, the business side of, of that group and, and what they're looking for. But um, it would be cool to, to be a part of the, the club in, in some capacity. Um, what capacity, I, I couldn't even tell you because I, I don't even see retirement on the horizon for me until another probably three or four years, which is, um, which is saying something uh, about my, you know, my my desire to to continue to play. Well, I think that's a great idea because my Ream jersey still fits. <laughs> so you, we can... listen, I'll have to get you a new one if it doesn't. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm actually trying to I'm, I'm trying to drop a little bit so it fits even better, but it, it does still fit. Tim, <laughs> listen, Fulham, and for for those that don't know, Fulham uh, has got such an amazing history too with U.S. born players. Clint Dempsey was an amazing player for them. Brian McBride, who who played for St. Louis University, you know, played. played for Fulham. You've got Tim Ream there. Uh their 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 board director, Mark Lamping, mm-hmm. former St. Louis Cardinal, you know, president. Uh, the, Jim Woodcock is the chairman's communications officer. There's there's such a great local tie-in yeah. that if and I tell people all the time that if you haven't sunk your teeth into a Premier League team club or or or, or an English football league team, this is the one to do it. This is the one to do well, it. Plus, I can't wait to get absolutely. over there and see the cottage. Especially if especially if you're from St. Louis. Like you just said, you got Woody, you got you got Mark. I mean, I see those guys over here every every you know month or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, a listen. Back in the day when you had, like you said, Dempsey, Bocanegra, um, McBride, it, it was full America, right? Obviously, Leeds have, have kind of taken that over with the amount of Americans they have. But it's it's just Americans have always done well here, um, and and they continue to do well here. And, and listen, there's there's some Americans in the in the youth setup. Um, you know, with, that, that come up and train with the, the first team. So it's it's not going to end anytime soon, I can tell you that much. Tim, uh, listen, brother, I appreciate you giving us a few minutes again, as always. It's always fun to talk Fulham with you and promote what you're doing over there because, I mean, look, we've got a St. Louis that is captain of a Premier League you know, soccer team that that in and of itself uh, needs needs the proper attention that it deserves. Congratulations on a great start. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. We appreciate you. Coming up next is Herbert. Brooke, did you all know it was Christmas? Uh, it's we Christmas. knew it was coming for it's you. It's Christmas. It's Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah, we're ready. We'll talk a little football opening night, and uh, we'll get into that when we return on Character and Smallman, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. in a safety position. Oh, my goodness. Davis gets smoked by Brandon Graham. Dan Hill look out, and the ball is dislodged. Troy Reeder with the pop that time on Chester Rogers. Whoa. Off to throw, and is well protected. And McLeod hammered, but he held on. That was Tracy Walker who delivered the hit. Whoa. 
welcome back to Character and Smallman. I'm Kerry Davis. You know what? I wonder how many people. Okay, hang on a sec here because I know it's Christmas Day for you. It's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day because it is the opening of the National Football yes. League season. That sound effect, okay? That we don't have that queued up on anything, do we? Is it? Do you have that? Which one? Of of, of the needle on the record? Oh yeah, I got that. Okay, okay. Cue <laughs> that one up again. All right, hang on. Okay, like, I wonder how many young people out there are sitting there going, what was that? Is that somebody's zipper? Because I don't know how many of them know they that that's know. the actual they, sound they, they of a needle across a vinyl no record. You're, you're probably right. No, vinyl's yeah. cool again. Yeah, oh, it, it is cool. Is. Again. It, 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 it has is cool come again. back. It has. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's coming, but, but yeah. yeah, there's but still, still a lot. There's know. still a lot that. I think they at least understand, like, maybe the comedic timing. The of it. Since we, yeah, we got, like, I a school so. in comedian school today. Yeah. We, got, we, we, we were we taught some that. things. That's we a learned laughy. a thing or two. Yeah. Laughy. That's a, that's the laughy. Well, Merry Christmas, Merry, Carrie. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Brooke. Merry Christmas, Kerber. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight. Look, I woke up. I didn't yeah. know. I, I, this is only my second cup of coffee. It's just now. So I'm, I'm, You were walking past Patrico in the hallway. You gave him a shoulder. You put him into the wall like you were blustering as a fullback again. I forgot where I was for a minute, and I had to remember that I'm at work and not at football. So yeah, I, I have to have to dial it back a little bit in these halls. Um, great games tonight. I, I do want to before we get started because our 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 our, our guy over there, Matthew Rocchio, uh, in the rundown said it's opening night in the NFL and Casey has oh, some boy. thoughts on the AFC. I don't know who's is, Casey. Who's Casey? Who's Casey? Do you know who Casey is? I, I cannot be held accountable Casey, for the things I Casey. There's there. I cannot be held accountable for things I typed after 11 p.m. <laughs> right? That's not fair. Well, Karen. Me, I do have have some thoughts on tonight's game and and watching Josh Allen in this offense, the Bills. um, I'm excited to see them. I know everybody's going to, the hoopla is about the Rams and what they were able to do last year. They're going to drop a banner. Woo, woo, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, But, you know, the Bills are going to come in tonight and that high powered offense, I want to see what they're doing in the running game. Uh, Stephon Diggs outside, Gabe Davis showed up well last season. They're going to have a tough challenge, obviously, with Aaron Donald because he is a man amongst men. Um, But it'll be fun to see football live in action. Uh, Josh Allen is the the, lead vote thought for for MVP. And and so I want to see what he's able to do and what they're able to do offensively. And, And Von Miller returning against his former team as well. Well, and also I'm a little sad about this because just a little fantasy football update for you guys. Oh, what did we I, get? I did take Jonathan Taylor. Right. This was on, this was oh, on no, your, this was your all of your own doing. We yes. did not we did not coax you into doing anything. We did not you know, push you in Head one direction or the other. I did feel a little bit of pressure, <laughs> but you know, I, I decided to go with Jonathan Taylor instead of Derrick Henry, even though I wanted to with my Titans. But also, I was sad because I also had to give up Cooper Cup in this process as well. Mm. Speaking of the Rams tonight, oh, who cares? He, he's, a, he's a Ram. He, <laughs> here's the thing: he carried my fantasy team at times last year because of how fantastic he is. I want to see. I'm looking forward just to see how he does this season, even though he's not with the Battle Hawks for life anymore. I'm still rooting for his success as long as it's not playing against my team. As long as he's with the Rams, I hope he bombs and fails and stinks for the rest of his career. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Okay. I think you're in St. Louis. I think all is fair when you when you are. You There's know. quite a few Rams fans, though. Yeah, actually, yeah, there, there are. Really I, is. I, know, I, I can know understand that. I know a few. Well, okay, they, so they went through the tough times. If you listen, I, I will. You got to give those people a break because I personally, the, the, the ones that are still Rams fans, because I personally yes, watched I'm fair with that. some of those games and endured long nights. 
post games, me and my guy Anthony Stalter and Michael <laughs> Young talking about the Rams football that was here. And Kerber, I don't know if you paid much attention, but it oh, was I awful. played it. I, I was a, I was it a was, big fan. I it followed was, it. Oh, it yeah. was it was very bad at times. So it was awful. for those fans that endured that and and saw the team and the players that they still admired and love go to another city. I'm sure they are happy yeah. for their fans. So I just watched bit two football teams both during my time on this planet. Okay, from St. Louis and the Cardinals and the Rams. There so you that's the, you know you hit enough. So here's what we're doing. It is Christmas Day for it you. It is Christmas Day. Okay, so. What what we're gonna do? I'm gonna ask you a, a couple quick things, and okay. we're gonna do this in two parts because you okay. should you should be able to open presents on Christmas Day a little later on as well, like when the rest of the family comes uh, over. Sounds good. So we're just gonna Make go sure AFC. We have the, the, the toys have the batteries, so we don't have yeah. to go to Walgreens. So we're just gonna go AFC this one, and a nine okay. o'clock hour we'll we'll do NFC. All right. But what what are some Christmas gifts you'd like to see for some teams or players across the AFC? Well, I the Browns who. I, I click. Well, you know what? Let's start in another team in the AFC okay. in the AFC North. My Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll start there. I I want to see them. I want to an offensive line, offensive line playing solid, keeping Trubisky upright, not allowing him to have to scramble around to make plays with his legs. So, I, am I gifting team something? Yes, you I'm are. I'm gifting them. An offensive line that will protect our quarterback and lead our running game down the field to victory. Okay. That would be my gift to them. All right. What gift do you want to give to the Browns? Uh, I want to give the gift of knowledge for their coach to run the football. Okay. Because they have a they have an issue. Last year, right? Baker Mayfield was there, obviously. He wanted to pass the ball a lot, and he has two studs in the backfield that if you give them the ball, they're going to be a problem. And if you run the ball in the AFC North, you're going to win games and play defense. So if I were to give – the Kevin Stefanski, anything, it would be just a nudge and say, run the ball, run the ball. I w- it would probably, not a nudge, it would probably be a full-blown tackle at this point. <laughs> run the ball! That would be what it, that's how it would come out. What, can we can we go to the AFC South selfishly? Sure. I, can we get can we, Cam? Well, you want to you go to Tennessee? I do want to go to Tennessee. Okay. And also, too, I am a little bit fascinated, too, by the Jaguars, I mean, I'm not. you're not. Is nah. Trevor Lawrence finally going to be that guy for them? Is he going to be the franchise quarterback well, that they're hoping him I, to be? I think I think the gift was already given to the Jaguars and Urban Myers getting the boot. Oh. <laughs> I think that gift was given last that season. That was a mess. That was last a, a I can't say what it was. It was definitely a mess uh, for for them. And Doomed and, and this is start. essentially yeah. Trevor Lawrence's rookie year all over again. So I think they got their gift early uh, last year. But for Tennessee, I would give them a healthy, a healthy Derrick Henry because they're going to need him to be healthy the entire season. He was he was outstanding while he was while he was healthy before he got injured. I think he was still leading the league in rushing up until like week 12 where he was and he hadn't played in four or five weeks. So I would give them a healthy Derrick Henry and allow them to, to, to do what they need to do. And what about the Colts? They got their gift too. They got their quarterback. They were a quarterback away. I would give them another another receiver, another number one receiver, and say how how well he can get the ball down the field to them. Uh, Sportsnet in Canada put out some NFL predictions, and they were predicting Sportsnet that Sportsnet in Canada—that's yeah. where you're getting your NFL. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I follow them for the hockey stuff, and they put these NFL oh, predictions okay. out. But I saw this. They, 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 they're predicting that. That's a great question, Brooke, and a very fair one as well. And uh, <laughs> very. Well, you know, I, I tried to follow the CFL. I was, a, you know, I was an official statistician really? for when, when Birmingham had a team in the CFL. Wow. Yeah, I was that's one awesome. of I was one of the official. Uh, 
uh, in hockey, we call them off-ice officials. Okay. Uh, I don't know what they call them in football, but I was actually tracking the yards. <laughs> yeah. My job was to track the yards for the running back. Okay. You okay. know, when they, when they had when Birmingham had their CFL team for one year. Gotcha. Um, the t- they, they predicted that the Texans are going to go 1-16. and 16, And I started laughing, and I'm like, okay, yeah. what? One, I guess... It's not that you're thinking that Where's they're going to the beat one team, right? <laughs> but you figure you got to luck into one win, right? Because yeah. if you're thinking they're going one and sixteen, don't you just keep them at zero and seventeen? It's possible. I mean, I think you probably, I think you would probably think that a professional football team can find one win somewhere in a seventeen game schedule. Like yeah. you, you should be able to find multiple wins, but. It, if you can only find one, that says a lot about where you're going to be and uh, where you're going to be drafting next season. Are we gifting anything to the New England Patriots, or are we just Never. saying no? no. Okay, they, good. They, they had, they I had knew I their liked gifts you. for years. Yeah. I'm going to show you a meme in a little bit about okay. the New England Patriots. You'll love it. Uh, so, yeah, they, they've had their gifts. They they don't need anything else. They got everything they needed, and, and they, if they spent it all, it's on them. All right. Are, are you done with your gifts then for the yeah, AFC? Yeah, we'll, we'll do NFC we'll next. We'll do NFC in the 9 o'clock, o'clock hour. hour. Oh, man, it is Christmas Day <laughs> for Terry. <laughs> Here it, on 101 ESPN. It definitely is. Coming up next, we have the fight. Make sure you get text into the Air Comfort Service text line at 65780. Uh, text fight if you want to be a part participant. Coming up next, that is the fight on Character and Smallman, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome to the on character and small men in the red corner average joe listener and in the blue corner the undisputed king of morning drive please welcome randy character Welcome back to Character and Smallman. I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Brooke Grimsley. And Kerber is somewhere at roaming these halls, preparing for the fight. He's done pretty well the last couple of days, so let's see if he can keep his hot streak going. Yeah, he's done really, really well. Yeah. So it's going to be Ryan today who's coming in to take on Curbs. Ryan, how are you feeling today coming into this? I'm feeling good. Well, Ryan, I, I hope so, because as I said, Kerber is, has been doing an outstanding job, and he has not even been using the uh, the answers. He's just been, been free-willing and going about it his he own way. He went full Megamind. Yeah, he went, he he went going full, full Megamind Randy style yesterday, though. sitting in the chair. Yesterday, it was a little precarious. It was a tie, and he only beat the tiebreaker by one. He did. But, so, Ryan, we believe in you. Yeah, we believe in you, Ryan. I've been listening. He's been, on, he's been crazy good. <laughs> you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, Ryan. Only two NFL teams have won their first ever games. The 1961 Vikings were the first. Who is the only other team to do it? Is it the 94 Panthers, the 66 Dolphins, or the 02 Texans? Their first ever game? Yep. Expansion. NFL expansion team. Okay. Uh, can you give me the options one yep. more time? Sorry. The 94 Panthers, the 66 Dolphins, or the 2002 Texans? I'm going to go Panthers. Question two. Who was the last pitcher to accomplish a Major League Baseball pitching triple crown in a full season? Johan Santana, Randy Johnson, or Pedro Martinez? I'm going to go with the big unit. All right, Ryan. Which MLB team drafted Tom Brady in 1995? Is it the Toronto Blue Jays, the Montreal Expos, or the New York Yankees? 
uh, Blue Jays. Which former Blue was the first NHL player to record 10 straight 50 assist seasons? Adam Oates, Wayne Gretzky, or Bernie Federko? What was that? What was the answer, Ryan? Sorry about that. Cut out. Bernie. Bernie? All right. Yep. I thought you said burp for a second. We're going to double check the answer here. All yeah. right. We all got the answer correct. We're going to wave in Kerber because he's in the window. He's in the window and he could be able to see me. He sees me. Yes. Okay. Ryan, how you feel? Contact. Uh, in the words of Mel, not great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all about having confidence, right? You just have to, you know, fake it till you make it. Well, the work is done, so I think you'll be, I think you'll be okay. Curb, say hello to, to Ryan. He's he's our guest today. He's our fighter. Ryan, good luck to you. Hey, this is the, you're probably some pretty good shape because I did okay the last two. <laughs> I am I am destined to just I'm destined to just absolutely destroy a tire in a pothole here. <laughs> All right, Curves, you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. And we're not going to give you the answers Unless because I you ask. do this. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and again, we do this not because I try to be smart. We do this out of respect for Randy there character. There you go. Right. All right. Only two NFL teams have won their first ever games. Going to need the uh, answers on this one. <laughs> the 1961 Vikings were the first. Who is the only other team to do it? The only other team in NFL history to win their first their N- first NFL, ever? NFL expansion team to win their first game. Oh, an NFL expansion team yes. to win their first game. I have no idea. Go ahead. Give me the answer. All right. That. Is it the 94 Panthers, Okay. the 66 Dolphins, yeah. or the 2002 Texans? Uh, I'm going to go Texans. Who was the last pitcher to accomplish a Major League Baseball pitching triple crown in a full season? Johan Santana, Randy Johnson, or Pedro Martinez? Uh, Johan Santana, Randy Johnson. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a big unit. Alrighty. Which MLB team drafted Tom Brady in 1995? Um. Oh. I used to know this one. Uh, <laughs> I did. Um. All right, give me give me the answers. All right. Is it the Toronto Blue Jays, Montreal Expos, or the New York Yankees? Uh, I wanna I wanna say it was it was Toronto. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not going to give you any answers for this one because it's a Blues question. Okay. Which former Blue was the first NHL player to record 10 straight 50 assist seasons? Bernie Federico. Did I do that? Read me the question one more time just to make sure I didn't misunderstand. Which former Blue was the first NHL player to record 10 straight 50 assist seasons? Yeah, that was Bernie. I mean, just you're just, just gonna walk it off right like that without even having asked the ask the get the options. He just, should. Just, yeah. Do you want me to well, well, make him? No, 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 it's fine. No, because yes, it's Bernie. It's fine. He knows it's, it. He it's knows Bernie. it. Let's just let, we'll, we'll kill the we'll kill the pageantry on this one. Chris Kerber, day three. The winner really? and still champion of the fight, <laughs> Randy Carricker.
Win three, just win, baby. There for just Chris win, Kerber. Baby. How about that? Jeez, two, Ryan, I win. apologize. I feel sorry for everybody. This this was the week that somebody should have skated into the Hall of Fame easily. Ryan, he got you just by the skin of his teeth. Two to one, he beat you. Thank you so much for playing in the fight today. Thanks, guys. Hey, welcome, Kerry. You're doing great. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. There it is. Thank you, Ryan. You have a great rest of your day. Let's run through the uh, full answers uh, for the fight. All right, so the only two NFL teams, expansion teams, to won their first ever game. The Vikings were one, and the 2002 Texans were the other one. Who was the last pitcher to accomplish a Major League Baseball pitching triple crown in a full season? That would be Johan Santana. Really? Shane, Shane Bieber, by the way, did it in the 2020 shortened season. Ah, Hence the okay. full season quality. I didn't know that. Wow. All right. Which MLB team drafted Tom Brady? Montreal Expos. Really? Yep. They were still around? Yep. 1995. <laughs> they didn't move to Washington for the Nationals until yeah. early, early 2000s. You know, it's actually... It, I, I, I ruled them out on that one. I, knew, I thought it was a Canadian team, but I, I ruled it out because I thought that they, like... They were gone by the time he would have been drafted. That's yeah. that's good. Okay, Ten years that's later, good to know. Five, they moved to. All right. And the last one, which former Blue was the first NHL player to record ten straight fifty assist seasons, and that was Bernie Federko. <laughs> yeah, you know Bernie had such an amazing career. I mean, it, a thousand thousand points, a thousand games. I mean, really, the, the true Blue. It was. And had he played on some better teams, too, in the end, I mean, he probably would have ended up in the Hall of Fame sooner. Again, the guy the guy has a stat that you think would be held by, like, such like you know, the legends of the game. Ten straight 50 assist seasons. You're like, he, he was the first pe- person to ever do that. I felt terrible. I literally walked past him in the lobby here yesterday. And did you? Did, and didn't even, I had my head down in my phone, and out of the corner of my eye, I was like, did I see Bernie? And I was like, no, it wasn't Bernie. <laughs> Wait, does, was, that, was that question the first? And then I walked he back He was the first easier. ever in the NHL? That's what I'm saying. No one had ever done. I mean, no, I knew he was the first blue. No one had ever done. The first no, one had ever done player. no one had ever yeah. done ten straight fifty assist seasons before him. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's, that's the amazing. wild. That's the wild part about it. It's not just. Yeah. It's not just that because the the other options I put in there to throw people off are Adam Oates and yeah. Wayne Gretzky. You know, one of the greatest assist mans ever, obviously in a Blues jersey, and then the greatest point getter ever in NHL history. Bernie was the first one to ever do it, and the fact that you know other some other big names before him didn't get there, yeah. it's kind of shocking. That's that that is a great nugget. Fantastic. All right. Learn something new every day. Time for me to retire. retire. And now we're going to talk some more hockey. Uh, Coming up, speaking of that, coming up next, our good friend Jeremy Rutherford will be joining us uh, here on Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Carriker and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome back to Character and Smallman. And joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, our friend, writer for the Athletic Blues Insider, Jeremy Jeremy Rutherford. JR, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. I'm just wondering how Curbs is getting up so early. I think we've closed some bars at about the same time. You must be getting up for this show. You are assuming. Wow. And, and, and listen, my wife flew in from uh, she she went back home to to Massachusetts over the weekend, and her flight got delayed. She was connecting through Chicago last night, so uh, I, I think her flight landed at about eleven fifty. So I, you know, um, you're assuming I went to bed, brother. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Jr. We just had a, a, a trivia question about Bernie Federko and and him being the 
first NHL player to record 10 straight 50 assist seasons. Kerber didn't know. We didn't know. How, 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 you said you spoke to uh, Bernie about that the other day. What, how was that conversation? Yeah, I wrote uh, Bernie Federico's autobiography a few years ago. And the reason, you know, probably none of us are familiar with that stat or that he was the first in the NHL is because the guy never talks about himself. And I remember vividly uh, during the course of writing that book, and it was about a two-year process, I think the Blues, Carrie must have tweeted out that stat. And so I went out to Bernie's house to sit down and, you know, work on the book. And I said, Bernie, the first NHL player to have 50 assists in 10 plus in 10 years. And, and he said, oh, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, like he, was, he acts like it's no big deal, but it's a huge deal. And I just uh, checked it out, you know, because you think obviously uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, but Gretzky played in the Western League that year that Bernie started his streak. So Gretzky, the next year, had a 50-assist season and went on to have many, many, many more. But Bernie, Bernie Federko, our own Bernie Federko, was the first. That's really cool. Well, so, Jeremy, of course, we're looking ahead to the season. And also, it's coming out that Jordan Cairo is in talks, at least, with the Blues on a contract extension. What are you hearing about that, and how are the conversations going? Yeah, Brooke, I think that's uh, to be expected uh, after the Robert Thomas deal got done. Uh, Doug Armstrong said we're going to lead them to the uh, stable one at a time, and uh, Jordan Cairo would be next on that list. And I think, uh, you know, it's it's going well, but I think the situation is, you know, how much do they pay him? How much confidence do they have in Jordan Cairo? Obviously, they should have a lot. He had a great season last year, uh, but typically centers get paid more, and Robert Thomas has done, you know, a little more in his career in terms of uh, winning a Stanley Cup and and uh, and playing his position, you know, night in and night out consistently. So I'll be interested to see where this lands. You know, they had matching contracts, two point eight million. That's the one that they're both currently on. And uh, Robert Thomas got eight point one. Do the Blues approach that number with Jordan Cairo? It'll be interesting. But I, I do think that this is something that uh, the Blues are working towards. And what also about Ryan O'Reilly? Is there a contract extension in the future for him? Yeah, I, I think there's going to be. I heard you guys earlier, and, you know, I'm, I, I'm in agreement with Herbs that uh, Ryan O'Reilly just does so much for you. You know, I think he wants to be here. I think you're going to be able to find a number that works for both sides. But, you know, as Doug Armstrong did with Robert Thomas, and now he's working on Jordan Cairo, there's always an order to these things. And I think you can probably take a step back. And, you know, if you're Doug Armstrong, you want to get this Cairo number number uh, sealed and, and find out what it is before you move on with some of the other guys like a Ryan O'Reilly. So I kind of expect or expected, you know, this Cairo deal to get done. And then you say, okay, Ryan, you know, this is what we're dealing with. You know, where can we, you know, find a number? I, I do think that uh, they would like to keep Ryan O'Reilly past this last year of his contract. This, I, I don't, I think you have to. I mean, Jeremy, I, re- I really do. I just... You know that to win in the National Hockey League, you have to have veteran players. And look, you know, Braden Shen's under contract for a while. The, the, the top four defensemen are under contract for, you know, for a minimum of five years, well, four years each now when you look at the, the Nick Letty deal. But I just think with what Ryan O'Reilly brings to the table from the experience standpoint, he's the kind of guy that eventually when, when, when the skills start to fade a little bit, you're going to be able to move down the lineup, but he's still going to have some Alexander Steen effectiveness to him because he's just that good and that smart. I, that's just not something you're going to go out and replace. I think you got to find a way to fit the puzzle together for him. I agree with you 100%. And this could be a situation, let's just make up a, a term, let's just say, you know, a four-year deal. You know, I think that Ryan O'Reilly is the type of guy that, 
you know, maybe that third or fourth year of the deal, like Steen, maybe he's playing, you know, third-line center for you, Curbs, and, and maybe he's, uh, you know, getting third-line minutes. Uh, I think that when you look at this team moving forward, you have Robert Thomas. Obviously, he's going to take over that number one center role. You still have Braden Shen under contract for a long time, and he's able to back, uh, bounce back and forth from the wing to the center. Uh, and I do think for the next couple of years with this window open and with these guys who are on long-term contracts in the prime of the careers, you know, in a few years, you know, situation might not look so good, but it does now, and I think you need a Ryan O'Reilly. You know, the thing is, Curbs, uh, you've probably been dealing with it too, is a lot of people say, yeah, but he's going to cost, you know, $5 million, $6 million. It might take four or five years. I think all that stuff kind of works itself it out. Does. It does. It didn't with David Prawn. I do think this is a little bit different of a situation just just because he's a couple years younger and what he means to this team, and not to say that Prawn didn't mean a lot, uh, but I just think that, uh, you know, playing up the middle and kind of grooming those young players, I think that this is a situation where a guy who's going to be 32 entering that contract, Ryan O'Reilly, it makes sense for the Blues to give him a couple years. Well, okay, two things here. One, the other factor involved here is over the next couple of years, I think at some point you're going to see a sizable jump in the salary cap. Right. I think I think the revenue, if it continues to return, you know, there was, I think, the three or four years of the flat cap. And, and so I, I think that's going to help. So you might have to figure it out for one year or two, but then I think you're going to find some cap space. The second thing, and this is, this is important because you mentioned Robert Thomas becoming a number one center. There's, there has to be a really, really big growth in one aspect of his game to become a number one center in the National Hockey League, and that is winning faceoffs. He was right. no doubt better last year, and working with Steve Ott is going to be really, really huge as he continues to get better. But it, and nobody on this team is close to the efficiency of winning faceoffs as Ryan O'Reilly is, and until they are, Ryan O'Reilly is your number one center because he's taking the key draws because he can win them. Yeah, and the reference to number one center, you know, over the course of Ryan O'Reilly's contract, the next contract, oh, if he, gotcha. if he gets okay. three, three or four years that Thomas could take that over. But you make a couple of valid points. And, you know, I think we have seen some uh, improvement in Robert Thomas's defensive game. I think that's what sold the Blues on, okay, he can be that guy eventually. Uh, and with the faceoffs, he was at about 43% two years ago, and it jumped to about 49% last year. So still, he's not at that Ryan O'Reilly level, but he was taking some big faceoffs, as you well know, you know, in the D zone late in games. And I think they're more and more comfortable. And as you touched on that time with Steve Ott, he's gotten so much better. We sit there and watch him stay after practice with Steve Ott and take draw after draw after draw. And, you know, it definitely uh, showed some improvement last year. JR, obviously this is about to be a way too early prediction, but tell me what do you think this Blues team can be, what they can be, and, and what's the ceiling for them this season? Yeah, no, I think they can be one of the top teams in the Western Conference. You know, I don't mind calling them a, a contender. Uh, sure, he lost to David Perron. Sure, he lost to Vili Husso. But I still think there's enough uh, skill and depth up front. I think that uh, Tarasenko, you got a motivated guy who's in a contract year. you got Kyra who's going to get more ice time because uh, David Perron's gone. He's going to have a bigger role. And, you know, as everybody's been talking about, you got Nick Letty from day one. Yeah, I think that top 4D, yeah, sure, you know, there's not like uh, some NHL star who you're going to see on the cover of a video game, but I think you got four really productive guys who can skate and move the puck, and, and I like that top four. You know, to me, the question is going to come down to the goaltending, and until we get into camp and until we get into a game or two and see – you know, what kind of mojo does Jordan Bennington have? We just don't know until we get to that part of the season. But, you know, if he's on and he, if he looks like he, he did in the playoffs, you know, I really do think that this could be a top 
uh, two or three team in the West, and then you go from there. Jeremy, I'm all about making things exciting. The game's exciting. Look, the Cardinals had this really fun night the other day where they had you know Ryan Helsley come out and they turn Bush Stadium red. So I've been coming up some ideas for the Blues, and I threw this out to Chris Kerber. He likes this idea, so I'm going to try to sell it on you as well, and you have some good connections, so maybe you can put in a word for me. What do you think about the Blues having a recycling night in honor of Jordan Biddington and Water Bottle Gate. I mean, if you really stir the mm, pot, you mm, do it when they mm. play against the Abs. What do you think about a re- Look, at least you're doing a good thing in the process. How do you feel about recycling night? Yeah, no, you have to, Brooke. That's a great idea. <laughs> and, and I think, uh, you know what, I, I've really, uh, this is the first time I've talked about this, uh, you know, uh, on the air. But, uh, you know, the Housley thing, I'm all for it. I think it's exciting for the fans. Um, but I, what I've done, just driving down the road thinking to myself is, you know, could could anybody in hockey do that? And I'd be interested to hear Curb's opinion is, you know, I, they just don't single themselves out. I was talking to a guy this summer who said that during the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2019, they asked a couple players to do these individual type things. The league really wanted to monopolize, uh, maximize the uh, the social media aspect of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they went to a couple of the Blues players and said, hey, we'd like you to do this. And uh, a couple of them said, no, not a chance. You know, I'm not you know, point my, the finger at me uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'd be interested that the, the water bottle thing is kind of an off-ice thing that's with the fans and the organization, uh, but I just couldn't ever see a player do kind of what we're seeing with these uh, relief pitchers. Hey, hey, JR, um, we've been doing this show for a couple of days, Curves and, and, and Brooke and I, and Curves has made a, a deal with me that he's going to get me on the ice. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so I, I am a big man, and that is a thin blade. And so I'm a little bit nervous. So I think we're going to have to recruit a couple of players. I'm thinking Colton Pareko, Robert Bertuzzo. They're, they're, they're bigger guys. They are uh, able to assist a bigger man <laughs> in not falling over any bones, ankles, elbows, you know, wrists and things like that. So heads. when we heads, and yeah, wear a helmet. I, I will wear him. Yeah. I'm going to wear my football gear. Oh, that's yeah, that's and, right. And yeah, yeah. In that. So <laughs> I do want to make sure that you are available for this when it takes place. Uh, you're you're there to witness it and, and and be able to tell people that I did actually get on some ice skates and and make it happen. Available. I'll write a story for the athletics about this. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I want to see you out there in your Steelers helmet. You there still you have go. one of those. Yeah, I do. Yep. That would be actually. That's what. That's yeah. what we're going to do. So, um, but he told me earlier in the show too. There is no way in he double hockey sticks <laughs> that he is going to let somebody take a slap shot towards him. And Never. I'm like, that has to happen. Never. There's not enough money, curves. I promise you. I, I it has lay, to happen. I'm not laying on the ice and and willingly allowing someone to shoot a puck at me. Okay. Well, willingly. <laughs> I, okay. We understand willingly. Willingly. But if we get you to center. No. We get you to center ice. They're going to be able to shoot it before you can get to the boards you on your own. Probably correct. Yeah. I may be crawling over there. Trying to get out of the way. <laughs> JR, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Hope you have a great day, sir. Yeah, hey, great show this week, guys. Can't wait to listen to you next week, Kerry. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Make sure you leave a text on the Air Comfort Service text line at 65780. Your time check, Clarkson Jewelers time check is 80, sorry, 904. Uh, coming up next, we'll go back to a little bit. Blue Cardinals talk and, and revisit yep. the Graham, Greg Emzinger uh, audio. That's coming up next on Character and Smallman 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
So you come back to the Vegas show. I mean, it's the police. It's the Stones. It's Aerosmith. You're having the greatest night ever. And then, oh, there's an Elvis sighting again. He, he might perform tonight. This is the greatest show in St. Louis baseball history. Cardinals have won World Series championship before. I was there in 2011 during that magical come-from-behind World Series against the Rangers. I got to cover that. What a career moment for me to be a St. Louis guy and see that up close. But this regular season is unmatched. There's nothing like it. The closest thing would be what McGuire did, but we all feel dirty looking back on that. <laughs> Welcome back to Character and Smallman. And that was Greg Amzinger describing what it feels like to go to the Cardinals games at this point with Yadier and Wainwright chasing down history, with Albert chasing down history, with uh Goldie chasing down history with a triple crown and, and potentially an NL MVP. All of those things taking place. And and not to mention a comeback win of five runs in the ninth inning to to walk it off last night. Just so many great things happening at the ballpark and, and, and it's it's truly fun to watch. That's uh the thing about the ninth inning last night was it was about as perfect as you can get. Uh the clutch hitting, you know, the ground rule double by by Arenado. Uh, a, a ground ball to the right side of the infield to score one run. Uh, the An 0-2 count on Tyler O'Neill works it into a walk to extend the inning. Yadier Molina comes up, had faced this pitcher once before, and in the only other at-bat had hit a home run. But but as much as he's struggled at the plate lately, gets gets the big hit, you know, clutch in September. Yeah, it, uh, the Gets to first base. The, the pinch runner. Going to Deluzio is yeah. the pinch runner yeah. right there, and he scores from first for the game-winning run. Yeah. Uh, then, then you know, first first pitch swinging by by Tommy Edmond, mm-hmm. not wasting chance, and going to the opposite field too uh, on on a pitch that was you know high and on the outside part of the plate. There was, and, and the fact that to me, Brooke, it, it was not fueled by the home run is so encouraging to me. Knowing you can win playing ball that way. Is so good. I, that was, I mean, that was really about as perfect of a half inning when you needed a comeback to, as you could possibly get. Well, I mean, it was just absolutely electric and incredible right now. And as Greg mentioned, right now the Cardinals are must-watch TV. Or if you're not watching them on TV, you better get yourself over to the ballpark because you might see Elvis, Elvis being Albert Pujols, of course. And you might see Yachty and Wayno and their records and Paul Goldschmidt with his 35th home run last night. But also I found this interesting. Katie Wu of The Athletic just put out an article a minute ago talking about last night. She said that Tommy Edmonds said that he – visualized his at-bat before that prior about thinking about what he was going to do. He was watching it and the fact that he was able to make that happen, that just shows you, and Greg mentioned this too, that really stood out to me is how just much these guys are so obsessed with baseball. And that might sound silly because you're like, okay, these are professional athletes, of course, <laughs> but there's a difference when you're so obsessed as a group, as a team, they yeah. are all collaborating. They're all talking to each other. Brendan Donovan the other day was sending motivational videos to Nolan Gorman. Then Nolan Gorman had a big night yesterday. I mean, this is just an exciting time for Cardinals fans, for Cardinals baseball. And also tonight, let's just talk about Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina will finally tie that Major League Baseball record where they will tie for the most starts as the batter, as battery mates in Major League Baseball history. That's exciting. And, guys, we haven't even touched on this, but finally, Alec Burleson getting a, the call to the show yesterday. He will be making his Cardinals debut. That one, he's flown 
through the minor league system. Yes. But also at the same time, fans have been waiting for him. So this is going to be exciting for him. He's batting 331, 20 home runs in the minors. He's just been an absolute menace to pitchers in the minors. And now hopefully he can do the same for the Cardinals here in this stretch. He will be predominantly used against right-handed pitching in the DH position. That's what Ali Marmol said last night. This is just so much fun. Yeah, this is this is so much fun right now. I don't know if we call it devil's magic because look, I don't like I don't like reusing some of the same phrases. So I feel like this almost needs some terms of its own. We need to come up with a new phrase for him. There, there are so many stories, as you said, Brooke, that are that you can touch on and 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 watch and describe. I mean, watching watching Albert show emotion, which for years he never showed, and, and watching him and uh, Newt Bar, their relationship is like a, a big brother and little brother. They're so excited when one, of the, one or another does something special, and it's just every single day something different is happening and there's a different story to write, uh, different angles to go to view it as, to view it at, um, at, to view it, and just watching this team have fun. That's the most important thing to me. That That is the most exciting thing to me is watching this team have fun and, and to be a professional because Brooke, to, to answer your question, every player, every professional athlete is not truly a professional. Some of them really take take their craft seriously and some of them are just really talented and, and are able to make it through and push through without having to put much work in. But when you have a, a talented player that is willing to put in that much work, it makes it that much better. And when you have older guys assisting the younger guys and ushering in the new the new they're era, they're teaching them how mm-hmm. to become Cardinals, how to become champions. And, and I think that's what yeah. you're seeing with this team right now. Well, that and these veteran players needed Brendan Donovan, in my opinion. And I'm saying this having not been in the locker room to get to really know him better. But when you see when you see a rookie comfortable enough to tease veteran players yeah. in the locker room, comfortable enough to put on a Yadier <laughs> Molina jersey and walk out and make them laugh, and then to stand in front of the media and have the clarity and sound more like a veteran as as he has, and his comments last night post game were, were fantastic. Like, veteran players need that, too. Yeah. Sometimes those veteran players need that young pup to make them laugh. Yeah, you forget, and, you and, forget what it was to be a young man in the yeah, game and, and it just brings started. Out, it brings it out that youthful yep. fun when yep. they know that, like, well, we heard earlier from Tim Ream. He goes, it takes me a day or two yeah. longer now to recover. And that's happening, you know, with all these guys. So mm-hmm. there's some great chemistry, you know, that, that, that has really been born. And look... I think I think amongst all the angst over the last couple of years, we you got to give credit to this front office. I don't know how this thing's going to shake out. I don't know if it's going to result in an early exit from the playoffs, a deep run, a World Series championship or not. But I was so glad, this is just my opinion, I was glad that they did not trade for Soto, that they stayed the course with some of these young guys because they have a core that if they develop the way they appear to be developing, you can be good for a really, really, really long time. And And... They, they resisted the urge. They stayed the course, and right now they're reaping some of the benefits of it. And, you know, Ali Marmol has been given quite a gift as a first-year manager, and, and he seems to be doing a pretty doggone good job with it. Well, and look, yes, it's a gift that Ali Marmol was given, but honestly, I've been super impressed with him. Just seeing how he interacts with the players, the veteran players, players who are actually older than him, we forget about that sometimes. I even have to remind myself that this is his first year as a manager. The way that he has built up such a great rapport with those guys, whether it's the young guys, the veterans, I mean, that's super impressive how he's been able to lead this group. Now, what 
I like to see Albert Pujols a little bit more now? Yeah, I would. But I'm sure that obviously they get paid a lot more than we do to <laughs> to figure out the <laughs> analytics behind this out. But also lost in this, you mentioned the front office. Lost in all of this too sometimes because we have so many great storylines is Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery last night, six and two-thirds from him with three hits, one earned run, and six strikeouts. It was a no decision for him, but get this, the Cardinals haven't lost a game when he no. is on the mound because, Ollie even mentioned this, he is an ultimate competitor. When he is on the mound, he is thinking about winning, and that's it. And you can tell that from him. But also, too, from the veterans, you know, we brought that up about, you know, the young guys and how Donovan brings that energy it has paid off also having Albert Pujols in there. You know, at, when asked this past weekend about his home runs and all that stuff, somebody asked him, like, are you surpassing your own expectations? Albert Pujols literally said, <laughs> no, you can, like, see me. I'm working hard day yeah. in and day out. And he really is. And that is also something that the young guys notice. Is somebody like Albert Pujols, Wayno, Yachty, all these guys are still putting in so much work behind the scenes that you want to do that as well. You want to create that same energy and that's going to be something that those, as the veterans leave, those young guys are going to continue that culture in the clubhouse of you better come in and put in a lot of work if you're going to be playing for the Cardinals. That's Brooke Grimsley. He's Chris Kerber. I'm Kerry Davis. Coming up next, it is still Christmas in September. And I think our are guy Matthew, Carrie? I think our are guy Matthew Carrie? got us a, a guest. He got us oh, a yeah, special guest. So we'll, we'll come oh, back. Okay. We'll get into it when All we right. come back on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Wallace in a safety position. Oh, my goodness. Davis gets smoked by Brandon Graham. Hill, oh. Look out, and the ball is dislodged. Troy Reeder with the pop that time on Chester Rogers. Whoa, off to throw and is well protected. And McLeod hammered, but he held on. That was Tracy Walker who delivered the hit. I can't listen to anybody say the word hammered without just immediately hearing Harry try to say it. (laughs) There's the needle on the record. Okay, hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm so happy to be with you here this week today. Opening day in the National Football League. And uh, filling in for Kerry Davis on this segment is our good (laughs) friend and distant relative Casey Davis. Yes. And uh, and we tease that because our great (laughs) producer Matthew Rocchio on the rundown uh, spelled Kerry wrong and put Casey there. So Not this once, is but a, twice. He doubled down on it. He, he doubled he, down he, on it. Yes, he yeah. See, you know the big problem with copying and pasting is when yeah. you have one mistake, then you have two, two mistakes. mistakes. Okay. I, I feel like it works out. We we had Kerry with the NFC takes, and now we have Casey there with the go. AFC with takes. The, so as we move forward, so Christmas, it is... is is Carrie? It is Christmas Day. It, 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 it's not us, a question. Uh, he, he looked. It was he looks Christmas at opening Eve, days, Eve. Right, it's Christmas ago. Day. So no, it's Christmas Day. What we decided to do, and we did it in the first hour. We went around the AFC with his Christmas gifts for AFC teams. Now we're going to find out what his Christmas gifts are for NFC teams. So why don't we just let's start with the NFC East? Okay. All right, and we'll just bounce bounce through these teams and see if you got any gifts you want to give. Okay. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. All right, you ready to go, Casey? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's just start with the NFCs. Dallas Cowboys. I would give them a healthy offensive line and a healthy Ezekiel Elliott um, to run the football. I, I, and they're going to have to because you let Amari Cooper leave. 
Um, Mark uh, Gallup is, is Michael Gallup is still injured, and your number one right now is C.D. Lamb, and I'm not sold on the fact that he's a number one receiver. I, I think he's a a great receiver, but being a number one receiver is a different animal in itself. So uh, I would give them a healthy offensive line to be able to run the football and uh, sustain drives. Eagles, they got everything they need. I, right. They, they are my they are my team to win that division. All right, Giants, a healthy Saquon Barkley. If he's healthy, that man. Listen, Kerber, I, then I, I will then tell win you four this. games. That maybe more, maybe five, it, maybe maybe six. Okay, but, I'll but, take six this year. But Saquon Barkley is is he's a different type of animal. I mean that I watched this young man as a freshman in college, and this is no lie. This is the honest to god truth. I was on the sideline doing the reporting for the for Illinois at the time, and I, as a freshman in college, I said that kid has the biggest calves I have ever seen in my <laughs> life. I am a professional, former professional football player. I, I understand, you know, we have strong people. As a 18-year-old freshman, it was, it was, I couldn't believe it. Isn't that genetics, part it, of genetics too? It, or am gotta I Gotta be mistaken? God-given. It, it's that in hard work. So I hope oh. he's healthy. Hopefully his knees are, are sturdy enough that we, we're able to see him catch passes out of the backfield and run down the field and, and do what he does. Okay, I have I have I want to jump ahead because Carrie had a bold prediction about uh, yeah. the NFC South. So I, I want to see what Casey thinks about oh. I think Casey <laughs> would this. agree with Carrie. They're they're one in the same actually, Brooke. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. They just, sound, I'll tell you just what, a letter here they missing. Sound a hell of a lot they sound alike. a lot alike. Matthew, yeah. thank you for that. We we greatly appreciate you bringing <laughs> Casey in today. Uh, my bold prediction was the New Orleans Saints winning the NFC South. Dun, and dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. and I say that because I think most people will believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still the lead dog in that division. But all of the things going on with Tom Brady, uh, Chris Godwin still not all the way healthy, back ready to go. You got Julio Jones to, I guess, replace him, but you lost Antonio Brown. Julio is is not been you know who he was, obviously earlier in his career. And I just think the New Orleans Saints have some of the best skill positions in the NFL at this time. You got Kamara, you got a healthy Michael Thomas, you got Jarvis Landry, um, and and you drafted Chris Olave. I think that they are going to be the team in that division that comes out of that division. And probably, if you're looking at this NFC side of things, possibly, potentially, if Jameis Winston can keep the ball to the players in the black and gold jerseys <laughs> and white if they're on the road as opposed to the other team, I think they could potentially be a team that, that makes it to the Super Bowl. Can Kyler Murray get the Cardinals to compete with either the 49ers uh, or the Rams? I think they probably are going to end up third in that. Well, it depends on what San Francisco does. I think I think the Rams still more than likely win that division. They bring essentially everyone back from a, from a Super Bowl winning team. Um, and I'm not really sold on Kyler Murray. I just I'm I, I'm not I think he's a, a a dynamic football player, but I don't know that he's a a quarterback that can lead you to a a playoff a deep playoff run and potentially a Super Bowl. And what about the NFC North? What do you think about Aaron Rodgers and his hippie magic? Well, I don't think much about the NFC North. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> just not even I, on your personal reasons. Just or, in general, so none I mean, of them get anything on nah, Christmas Day. Yeah, like that, they get on cold. Christmas Day. They get to play. The Detroit Lions get to play on Thanksgiving, and and it's a it's a travesty that they do Wait, this every year. Let's, let's that is give, disrespectful to the game of football that you put the Detroit that I have to watch the Detroit Lions every Thanksgiving play football. Well, but it was fun when the, Barry was there. 
Yeah, it, it ain't been fun, much fun. But, 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 but I do Barry. like Matt Campbell. I do like Matt Campbell. Okay, so, so let's let's give the. Well, how about for Christmas? Can, can't we give the Detroit Lions uh, a winning season? Oh, oh you really you you going all out? Aren't no, you? I'm <laughs> asking you if for Christmas would you like to? That's a that's I'm an expensive gift. This is sir. a gift. It's an expensive the, one for them. That 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 might be this. This isn't a prediction. This is a gift. Okay. Uh, I'm not I, asking to predict. I'm saying, would you give them looking, a look? Like, looking at it, just in, the I Bears mean, call are, anything. The Bears will be last in the division, more than likely. The Vikings, we'll see what they look like with the, with the new head coach and, and how they, if they decide to run the ball or, or turn more into that play action pass, getting the quarterback on the move with with uh, with Kirk Cousins and those receivers. I think Green Bay takes a step back because. They lose one of the best receivers in the league. So maybe if I were to give the Detroit Lions a gift, this would be the year that I could gift them a potential winning season and maybe doing something in that NFC North division. We we saw the Rams with the most futile five-year history uh, record in in the history of they didn't the go zero sixteen at the time. No, they didn't. But they they were but but they, <laughs> they, and they were, were still and they were they still were, bad they enough. Were trying, and they were I still they were trying. <laughs> and, and they were still bad enough to have the worst five year his uh, five year uh, stretch record wise in the history of the league. How can a team like the Detroit Lions be so bad? For so long, like Leadership. isn't it darn near impossible? It is. It, you would think, but I I, I do think this. You're I think always they drafting high. I think they drafted well this draft. They got Aiden Hutchinson. They got Jamison Williams out of St. Louis uh, at Alabama, but a St. Louis guy. Uh, when he's healthy, he's a guy that's going to stretch the field. Um, I like DeAndre Swift, their running back, and and I think Jared Goff is serviceable. But I think if they don't have the season that they that they could potentially have that they're looking quarterback in the draft first round, and that's that's probably where they end up going. But I I would say that they are closer now than they have ever been in probably the last ten to fifteen years of being a good football team, and I think that's because of Matt Campbell and what he's doing as the head coach. So I I, I will I will I do I do somewhat look forward to them. It's just years past watching them on Thursday and, and Thanksgiving has been has been okay. Brutal. Listen, as we know, Santa Claus. Uh, he's he's making a list. He's checking it he's twice. He's checking it twice. Yes. He's going to find out who's naughty or nice. Indeed. Give me uh, two teams, in your opinion, in the National Football League that are getting some lumps of coal from you here, Santa. Oh, man. Well, I think the New York Jets are always a candidate <laughs> <laughs> for a lump of coal. They got a quarterback who messed his knee up in the preseason, and then they said potentially he'll be ready for week one, and now uh, you come back possibly week four. So I, I think the Jets would be on that list. And I think, you know, just personal preference, and I'm sure you will love this, you got to give the New England Patriots a lump of coal. Cool. Cool. I'm surprised cool. you didn't give it to the Baltimore Ravens. I actually like Lamar Jackson a lot. And I, I hate the, the Ravens. This you is, said there's this, no way in heck you'd ever I like root for Lamar the Ravens. I, 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 this is your chance to but give him the thing. Here's the thing. We talk a lot about fantasy football, and he is my uh, quarterback in three te- on three teams in three leagues. How wow, could you you're, do that? You're all I, on him. Kerber, I, 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 I want to win. Yeah, but I, I you, want to win. I don't dislike him that much to not win money, sir. I want to win. So yeah, I'm going to give dra- the impression that pretty much like you were I, sending your kids away from the dinner table. Yeah, we're not going to like the Ravens. If my son wore a Lamar Jackson jersey, we would have an issue. Okay, All now right. we're not going to now when yeah, I want him to do do well <laughs> in fantasy football. <laughs> I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's probably a great person. But do I want them to win championships? No, fantasy and real life aren't the same. 
I want him to do well in fantasy, and it's I, I root for Lamar. Me. It, it, it's it, real to me. It's real to me, okay? <laughs> Battle Hawks for life, that is like my claim to fame there at this point. There you go. Point. Yes, I I do want him to do well, but I don't, I don't want the know Ravens you to succeed. Casey. I, I'm, there you go, <laughs> <laughs> Casey. I have one question for you. Do the Rams go back to back this um, year? I just want a full bold prediction. I'm gonna no. I don't think I think okay, normally good. yeah no there you go. <laughs> Teams have a Super Bowl hangovers and uh, we'll know what they look like tonight. We won't get a full picture of of what they're going to be, but we'll have an idea, uh, and we'll get to see if Matthew Stafford's arm is really as bad as they were trying to make it, or if that was just some fluff that they gave us for offseason to to fill some time. Hey, and uh, real quick before we close out this segment of the NFL, uh, good luck to Joe Buck kicking off his first yes. season on Monday Night Football on ESPN. Um, for the first time in quite a while, we've got broadcasters that you could turn the TV on and listen to on that program. <laughs> and, uh, and and that's... You can always watch Eli and Peyton Monday night. Dude, I that love is that amazing. stuff. But, but, now, but now with Joe yeah, and Troy doing it, I, 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 will, I will flip there, back to that. But but I do I do love that aspect of what, what those guys have done. But uh, good luck to Joe. I mean, this is a... It's a great transition for him and Troy, and you yeah. know, and so uh, so wish him all the best of luck going on Monday night. Should be a fun start to the opening season, to the opening to the NFL season tonight. Uh, your Clarkson, hey, go ahead. But we're gonna before the the time check, we yes, come sir. back. Can I hijack the next segment and just do a brain dump? Go ahead, sure. Do a brain all right, dump. so next segment we're gonna do. I'm gonna just throw some things at you guys. Fine. I, I need. I, listen, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a brain dump. We there can we still go. play the rock and roll. All right. Rocky okay. worked hard on this <laughs> one. Okay. Run, just, okay. No, no, no. Mobile on the run is going to do the rock and roll roll brain dump. i got to do a brain dump to get through the rest of my day. Your Clarkson Jewelers time check is 934. Coming up next is rock and roll and Kerber's brain dump (laughs) on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Carriker and Smallman podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We roll tonight to the guitar bite. I want to rock! Enroll. Let's rock. Let's rock today. The character in Smallman, or as Chris Kerber has called all week, the show formerly known as... We need a symbol. <laughs> That's Chris Kerber, joined by Brooke Grimsley and me, Kerry Davis. Uh, we got to go to a little bit of rock and roll, or, or yeah, as Kerbs... I'm just going to pass this one off. Hey, Curbs, Curbs called it. Read his, your sponsor. Curbs brain dump before yeah, we. <laughs> let, let, let's get the sponsor for Rock and Roll, though. This is Rock and Roll. It's provided by Mobile on the Run. They're your summertime snack and sip store. There is. Okay, let's start with this brain dump. If I'm, if I'm going for a snack, if I'm hungry, okay, there is still to me nothing better. Nothing better. Than the rolled hot dogs, you know, like like what I mean, like the pigs hot, in a blanket. No, you, no, I'm talking the hot dogs <laughs> that are rolled like added on the run at mobile, oh, right? Oh, and they're just and they're sitting on oh, a roller, oh, like they never get overcooked, oh, like they're perfect. Oh yeah. Okay, those those when are when you're hungry, like yeah. that's a different level of hungry. Yeah, that, that's, that's that's like. Stomach touching uh, your those back. Are, those are and, fantastically and cooked hot dogs. Oh no, I can't. I, you know, coming from Nashville, I made the mistake one night of having a late night street hot dog. You know how they have all the vendors over by Broadway, and I got violently sick and almost oh. had to go to the hospital. So I do not look at you don't hot look, dogs you don't look anymore. like not at hot dogs or dirty water dogs. No, just hot <laughs> we dogs. We call those we call those dirty water dogs because we listen. We, we we came out of a bar in San Jose once, and it was on an off day. There were group of guys around and there was somebody selling 
selling bacon wrapped dogs like on on just on on the skillet or on the street corner. And one of the players who will remain nameless, there's probably a total of about 50. Go, How many dogs you had? Like 15. He goes, I'll buy them all. And he just started putting it away. They were the greatest freaking dogs. Like maybe because I hadn't eaten in a while and we were at this haberdashery bar to hear some great had, whiskeys and okay, things. Yeah, I was going to say a little, you know, little they, we few beverages some food. Were, were involved yes. prior yeah. to, to eating, scarfing down those those. Yeah, uh, dogs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Listen, so so it's the rock and roll segment. Normally we say we throw out a topic, we're going to rock with it, going to roll with it. But uh, I haven't slept well. I need to do a brain dump here. Okay, so remember that stat earlier? Like, like there are things that just make you say, wow. Okay, from a, from a stat standpoint. So go back to what we talked about earlier. The Cardinals come from behind win in the ninth inning. According to ESPN Stats and Info, the first team this season to win a game entering the bottom of the ninth trailing by four or more. In the ninth inning, when it when it's still in that yeah. ninth inning, like that's a stat that just makes you like you go really. I I lost that bet. Like is if somebody this said this, 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 this season, this season, yeah. this season. So it I guess that scenario has happened like eight hundred and seventeen times. Really, and and that's the first time that that one blew my mind. But then I heard another one, and I'm like, what's with the? Okay, U.S. U.S. born tennis player Francis Tiafoe mm-hmm. made yes. made the semifinals yes. at the U.S. Open. It's the first time in 16 years a U.S. men's player wow. has made the semifinal at the U.S. Open. Since Arthur Ashe, and coincidentally, it was in that Arthur Ashe court. I mean, again, you're going, wait a minute, what? That's, that, that is a... That it's is, really cool. It's really cool, but, but how... I mean, it just shows you how, how long Nadal and, and, you know, and, and Federer. And they've, been, and, they've been running things in, in tennis for a while. Yeah, but I mean, you, yeah. you consider like when we were, you know, kind of growing up watching and, yeah. and you knew it was McEnroe and it was uh, Jimmy it was Connors. Jimmy Connors yeah. And then yeah. uh, was it Michael Chang? Yes. Um, did, did I get his name right there? Yes. I think yes. uh, yep. Andre Agassi. He, Andre Agassi, yep. he and Jimmy Connors had that yep. amazing Labor yep. Day match that was yeah. one of the greatest <laughs> finals of all time, right? Yeah. Okay, you just had a you just had a head moment, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, go ahead. We no. had this earlier. I yeah, had a head yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Da, da, yeah. Is it a head moment you can it, share? It is, it is a head moment. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no oh, not yeah. that kind of head. Moment. Oh, gotcha. All yeah, right, we'll, uh, we'll keep going. Okay, so we're gonna keep, but but don't. I mean, again. but it was really. I mean, in Arthur Ashe Stadium, that he was able to accomplish that. That's that's just so cool for tennis history as well. I mean, of course, you appreciate the greats like Roger Federer and Nadal and stuff like that. But, I mean, for a U.S. tennis player to be able to accomplish that is just incredible. And I I hope that we see more and more of it because I miss those days of tennis where you had more American male superstars making the headlines. Oh, absolutely. All right. So a couple other things. I learned this today. Um, Ewan McGregor, the actor. Yeah. His brother is in the Royal Air Force as a Hmm. pilot. Really? You know really? what you, you know what his call sign is? I actually do. What, what is it? it is. This is fantastic. His call sign is OB2. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like, all right, no, I mean, funny. I'm a Star Wars nut, so that that yeah. one's that one's that one's kind of fun. Um, know, it, it's refreshing that we could get that out here on on these airways because if you would have tried to bring that up when Randy was here, it would have it would have gone right into the ditch. Oh, <laughs> Randy would have made a Star Trek joke immediately and drove it just directly off the road. I'm totally I'm totally fine with that, but I think that's that's a great fa- that's actually a really cool family moment actually to, to think to think about that one. Um, can somebody explain to me how in the heck toupees are worth it? <laughs> I see can, what like, you're doing. Can somebody, like, I need, these <laughs> I are things. I see what you're doing This here. is a good question, though, because Chris, 
I have to. We have to ask you. You ask, are they worth it? So I guess the, the answer to my question would be, you've never thought about it. Not, no, you've never considered it no. once. Did anyone in your family, a loved one, ever tell you, hey, hey Chris, <laughs> maybe you should no. give this a shot? No. Okay. As a matter of fact, I have think when the fact that I finally had lost enough hair where I started to have the comb over. Yeah. You know, and because I look like I could grow more hair yeah. on the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. And and the, there was a comedian once said, "You actually don't go bald. The hair just gets sucked in your head, comes out of the weird parts of your body." All right. But uh, I look like I have potential here to grow more hair. But if I grew it out and then parted it, it would be it would it, be it would, it would, it would be bad. It, it would look it would look really bad. I so I have imagine been, you with hair. I I can't. Oh, I got you. I got, I got some great pictures with hair. Yeah, but but I but and to all the men that still oh you know forty plus and still have a, a solid head of hair, God bless you I, well, because that is yeah. you are an amazing man. That, I just that, hate that, to have to, to worry about that. And I I saw. Um, <laughs> This I, is I a real something. thing that that, yeah, that I, men that we deal with. Get, you're trying to get everybody on here in trouble. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I've never actually had the conversation with somebody that's had one. I don't have the confidence. I, I would. I'm going to cut mine all off. Because I'd some be point. scared to heck that that thing's getting like. You just walk. You you walk into a restaurant and the wind blows Stop. right up the front. And just, <laughs> just, just. Carrie, you do you, just you, you take do kinda, over. You do kind of look like you'd be LeBron moving the headband. Yeah, I would. I would. I would I, I'm, when it's time, it's in, I'm almost there. It's gonna be all gone, and it's cool. I'm okay, okay. with it. All right, now I now I need. I'm gonna. I, you know how we had to ask Uncle Randy. Yeah. All right, last thing on the brain dump okay, for you. Let's go. All right. Your wife's out of town. Okay. All right. Coming back into town, gone for like five days, and mm-hmm. you know, so you and the kids, you get together, you clean the house up, you make sure it's real good, right? You you, you know, clean the sheets and make sure those smell right. nice and right, and uh, you know, kids' bedrooms are clean, kitchens clean, right? Mm-hmm. Wife comes in the door, right, moves like two pairs of shoes that are in the hallway near the near kind of the kids' <laughs> cubicles there, and says, "How come I always got to clean something when I come home from out of town?" Now, when this happens at, at midnight, I'm wondering if you're the husband, is this is this the fight you want to pick at midnight? And that's not, situation not and if you, you gotta go, be up at 6 a.m in the morning you, 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 not if you gotta be up at 6 a.m if, if you got a long night if you got time well i, I, Man, I, I, I didn't I, sleep because well, i didn't know how to respond to this <laughs> this is a personal this, story this, this is, is oh yeah no i'm asking for a friend i apologize i'm asking for oh, a that's friend good. that's good to clarify yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I, I think like, if, how, if you, I, so, would you even respond to so, this? So I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my inner Uncle Randy, and, okay. and I've learned something in in him sitting in that seat and and, and understanding in marriage. I am not married yet, uh, but I, I have learned some things from him in regards to how to handle these things. Some things yeah. just are not worth fighting. You yes. go, you take your L. You did a good job. And and maybe my friend today, says the rest of the house was perfectly maybe, fine. Maybe your friend's <laughs> wife tomorrow or today will realize when she wakes up and sees how clean the home is when he gets home from work today. She will say, thank you, honey. I greatly appreciate you cleaning the house that you did. Yeah, my friend doesn't did. think that's going to happen, so we so. don't know what's coming yet. <laughs> you're not going to have to take this to your friend. I'm going to take my friend out to lunch, and I'm going to give him some advice. So I'm just looking for this. I told you, I need, guys, every now and then I need a brain dump. My, my brain just yeah. doesn't work right. I, I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> now, real quick, when we talked about where you're in your head, because we got to take a break and wrap it up, but... Uh, some, you know, when you're sitting there and all of a sudden you just kind of start chuckling because you said something in your head you just really can't yeah, tell anybody yeah, else. Yeah, it's just, just those a are, personal laugh. Those are cool moments. Those are great moments. Those when, are cool when it's moments. just you and you, and you, and you are the only two that know what's and going somebody on. somebody goes, are oh, you not? Like, nope, so nope. just got me in my own head. Wish I could tell you, but yeah. I can't. Coming up next, we got What's on Tap on Character and Smallman, 101 ESPN. 
We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman, and 101 ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next week's Budweiser Bash for Cardinals and Brewers on Tuesday, September 13th. Next week's Bud Bash giveaway features a limited edition Jim Cott bobblehead. Get all the details for the final Budweiser Bash of the season at Bush Stadium now at cardinals.com backslash promotions. Rocky, you got a trivia question for us? Yeah, a little one here. Where it shows about to end, but I want to throw it out here. Okay. Texter number 50, you're winning four Bud Bash tickets. You get this right. It's pretty simple. you got to know a little bit about soccer, though, as they call it football over there, which is we talked to Fulham, the captain, and defender Tim Ream. They were promoted last year from the second division of English football. What is that league called? It's a one-word answer. What is the second division league of English football where Fulham was playing last year? What is that league called? Texter 50 gets four tickets to the Bud Bash. Thanks, Rocky. Uh, thank we, you. We bro. got one more week. We got one, one more, more day. One more day. One more day. One more day. One more day. That's Chris Kerber, Brooke Grimsley. I'm Kerry Davis. Thank you all for joining us. Coming up is the Balloon Party with Tim McKernan and Action Jackson. That's next on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Character and Smallman Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.